right, man. Let's try out this Alexa, man. I'm a little behind on technology, man. Apparently, you tell the shit to do anything and it do it for you, man. I got this for the low from Fat Kid deal, man. Let's see what's good with this shit, man. Alexa, play My Neck, My Back by Kaya. My Neck, My Back by Kia from YouTube. Do it now. Make it good. Suck this pussy just Hold on, man. Like this is not Kaya. Should. My Neck, My Back. What the fuck is this shit? Hold up, man. I don't know what the fuck this is. This is definitely not kind. This some, this like some white niggas. Like what the fuck? Shit kind of fire. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Hold Shake up, man. your body, don't stop, don't miss. This is not. This is not Kaya, bro. This just Kelvin, my nigga. Who is this? My pussy and my. It's kind of fire. Alright. Alright, Alexa, what's going on? I told you to play Kaya, my neck, my back. What's good? Bitch, nigga, fuck you. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck did you just say? I said fuck you. Alexa, I'm at like none of that just happened. Play Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. I'ma take your ass back to the Amazon store. Let's try this again. Michael Jackson, Billie Jean on YouTube. Okay, bitch. You better have got that shit right. is this shit oh is that that white dude again what is this shit she was more like a beauty queen on a movie scene i said don't mind but what do you mean i am the one who damn all right i said i'm taking your ass back Green ass nigger, I don't give a fuck with your bitch ass. Start the fucking podcast, bitch. All right, man. Back again. Episode 242 of Random Acts of Podcast. Yeah, man. We back off a crazy episode last week. I think last week episode of Random Acts of Podcast might be like one of the most polarizing episodes ever. I got a bunch of people saying it was top five episodes ever. I got some people saying the top five worst episodes. It was the, it was just it was nothing in the middle, bro. It was nothing in between. Either people say it was a fire episode, it was a bad episode, but 
we back again. Hopefully this one is more calm. I'm just going to say about um, the recording wise of Random Max podcast last week was like one of the most wildest episodes ever. I'm just going to leave it at that. Hopefully this episode is calm. We got we got the king of Miami in here, man. We got, <laughs> we got Mark. Cyrus about to light me up. Call me king of Miami. Cyrus about to be red hot. No, nah, bro. I heard it. Run you the king of Miami, though. The king of Miami. Hey, man. He was out there, Art Basil, man. He's the king of Miami, bro. <laughs> he had the button up with the with the top button open. He had the chest hairs out, man. Nah, bro. I ain't had no chest hairs. <laughs> I know it's boss all weekend, but I can't. <laughs> oh, we got Mark on here, man. What's good? What's good with you, man? And I'm coming on this week. First of all, very happy to be on another episode of Random Acts of Podcast. And yeah. I'm also happy to know that both of our teams are now in a solid state. Everybody is zero and zero. Everything is nice <laughs> and calm. The NBA sure. Finals might be going on with the Raptors and the Warriors, but you and I, you and I are in a good place. And that yeah, is something man. that I'm very happy about this week. Clean slate, boys, man. We we out here, man. Zero, zero. Looking forward to 2019. I don't know what that's going to bring. Uh, but, yeah, you got your podcast, RSPN, where you talk about hoops and shit. Um, y'all got to keep the hoops going because I know y'all little usually start season, man. Y'all got y'all get y'all give us some WNBA action, man. We're going. Come on, come on, we, man. Gotta we, give it to us, man. And shout out to Jeff. Jeff and I would love to do some more WNBA action. We're also trying to get some more uh content related to video coming very soon. I will say oh, okay. that. So that's a bet. That's a bet. Stay tuned for what we have planned during the summer after the end of RSPN, which will end around a little bit after the NBA finals and going into that first week of free agency. But during the summer, it's all out. During the summer, it's all out. It might be a little bit of an RSPN summer camp, but we'll <laughs> keep you tuned with some more information once we get all of that situated. Yeah, because I don't really shit be going on at South Sports because I don't know. You watch baseball? Ab- absolutely not. Oh, I heard you. You almost came through the screen just now. Like, yeah, I just want no fucking baseball, nigga. Nah, because I started thinking about what my summers usually entail, and I am a big fan of just getting home at night, putting Sports Center on, and just knocking out cold. Mm. I really don't want that to be all baseball highlights as yeah. I try and get some sleep. I'm gonna stay up all night. Yeah, baseball is really boring to talk about. I like, well, I like, I like baseball watching it. Marlins fans, of course. Um, RP my account. Um, Black Marlins, man. Uh, that was my alias when I had that Ampavilia account. But yeah, it's just like the Marlins are so bad, you don't even want to watch baseball. So I don't even know what's going on this season. Are you, you know, still the, taking a knee on Derek Jeter? Yeah, man. It's just, I had to take two <laughs> seasons out. Last year, usually when, uh, when the Marlins play, I usually go to at least 10 games. Yeah, but like I'm not driving all the way to Miami to watch these niggas lose because I think they only won like 12 games and it's been like 50 games so far. And they're like damn 140 something games throughout the season. Yeah, it's it's a shitload, man. It's like 160 or some shit like that. Nah. Some some ignorant number. It's just like I can't just watch them niggas lose like that. It's just ridiculous. I can't do it. And then it's really nothing really goes on during the summer in sports besides like. Uh, this free agency gonna be crazy, so y'all gonna have to drop like some emergency episodes, right? Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of different information with uh, free agents 
once June 30th happens with Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, if they actually end up doing a trade with Anthony Davis and all of the other pieces that start falling into place after free agency, that usually keeps the timeline very hyped for the next, say, week or so. Once everything calms down, then you have summer league with the rookies, and this draft is going to be a pretty exciting draft with yeah. uh, Zion Williamson and um, all the other names that are going to be involved in this year's NBA draft. So I think it's going to be a good summer for the NBA of course, with the WNBA, things are heating up a whole lot. You just got the brand new news of the WNBA uh, just signed a brand new TV deal, so that is going to be on the way. So I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a positive summer. Oh, and and well, room they have not confirmed this as of yet, but 2K is about to have WNBA in 2K20. I I can't remember which WNBA player spoiled that earlier this year, but what's what's great about it? These niggas green. They took that shit from live, man. You know, yeah, we gotta spruce, yeah, we gotta spruce it up. I know one thing, 2K had Nipsey Hustle in it. I know that. I know that. that the marathon <laughs> continue in this bitch. Yeah. You couldn't even cross up Nipsey. You would have felt green hopping all out. Come on. Crossing up, yamming on Nipsey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go on YouTube. Go on YouTube. I bet you nobody has clips. I crossed up Nipsey. You know how disrespectful that would be? Like, yeah. You're going to hell. Yeah, exactly. You're going to hell if you drop 20 on Nipsey Hustle. Like, you can't do that. Like, you, you got to play with Nipsey. I, I did play with him. Um, I unlocked him. That was about it. It was just like one of them things. NBA Live, the new one is like, you, I can only play that shit like an hour at most. Until you start getting frustrated. Like, God damn, how am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, like, I was playing this. Um, It's like this shit called like the Rec League or something like that. Or you I'm play, or you play like, uh, you play in Rucker Park. Mm hmm. And it was this one team. It's called like the New York team. First of all, it's called the New York team. And like none of the niggas on the team from New York. It's got right. like they got like Kyrie and J.R. Smith and like Iguodala and shit like that. Yeah, the Jersey and, niggas coming up. Yeah. And, and um Shumpert. And I'm playing this team. I can't beat them for it's it's like the finals of the like the New York Rucker League tournament. Yeah. I can't beat them niggas. Like I've been trying to play it for like three months. I even put it on easy. I can't beat them. This nigga shumped me. He's dropping like 40. Like, <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. And my team's straight. Like, I got Embiid, Ben Simmons, Iverson, my player. And I think, like, um, I think Joe Kim Noah. No, yeah. I got Chris Stapps on my team now. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't beat them niggas to save my life. It's just like, it's like one of them things. It's like, it's like a, a cheat on the computer or something like that. Mm. I can't beat them, man. I will, I will say the live is in at least in a good direction for competition. But once I started realizing that I'm just like flicking the controller back and forth a little bit and I just did a 360 windmill yam without even paying attention, I was like, all right, I have my issues with 2K, but let me at least try and hop on 2K and, 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 and get some strategy going. Yeah, my issue with 2K was like it was too easy to score sometimes. It, it'll, it'll, it'll be that way depending on uh, what – level of difficulty that you're playing usually i go directly to hall of fame and and, and things get so frustrating you get you, you get upset but i think that frustration just came with the fact that i am pretty much i pretty much decided that this is my last year I, i'm taking a knee i'm taking a <laughs> knee on my player i'm taking a knee on my player starting oh, this really year. you gotta cop next year because your boy d waiting on it yeah, yeah, yeah. D Wade's gonna be on two K twenty. I'm, I'm still going to continue to cop two K. I don't think Lava's convinced me well enough to try and buy the competition. Although I do like the idea of competition, but my career taking a full knee because within the past week, week and a half, 
I, I don't know how this has happened, but I have become a big addict of my team. Oh, my team. I never played that. My team is probably the most addicting shit that 2K has had, and I haven't touched it literally the entire season. What exactly is my team? Like, what you doing that? So my team, they'll set you up with uh, a certain amount of cards. You get your first pack, you pretty much collect cards. And I received, what what, what did they give for the pre-order in September? I think it was like a Sapphire LeBron James and a Sapphire Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those Sapphire cards usually pretty, pretty much give LeBron and Giannis a rating of, say, 86. And there's many different card tiers that when you're playing – and you there's many different modes that you can play. You have Domination. You have My Team Unlimited where you play people online. You have Triple Threat, which is like a little three-on-three. Three. You can either play the computer and you can play it online. All these different modes get you not only tokens, but you also get My Team points and you get the opportunities to get new cards. So you'll start off probably in your first pack with like the cheap ones that are like bronze, silver gold people that are pretty much in like the 60s and 70s and then you start going into emerald cards like your low 80s your sapphires which are like your 85s your rubies start getting you into your high 80s amethyst which is like 90 to 92 93 then you start getting into diamond players which is like 95 then you start getting into pink diamond which is like 96 97 98 99 or is it, I think it ends at 98. And then your 99 and above are like your Opal players, like the niggas that you'll be able to get and just launch from half court and it wets because you have an Opal player. So when you play, you can get all these nice cards. You can get an Opal Kawhi, a Diamond LeBron, and you pretty much try and build your team and collect cards to play other people online. It's the most addicting shit, and I'm so mad that I just got into it this summer because now 2K20 is all I'm going to be playing. Mm. I gotta check that out next time. Yeah, Opal, Opal Kawhi. That's the one that shot that last shot on the 76ers. Yeah, fuck him. That might as well <laughs> that might as well have been an Opal Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, that was Opal Kawhi right there. But the thing that the thing that niggas do with Opals is literally just shoot half court, and because they have some type of Hall of Fame limitless range, the shit just gonna go in automatically. And you look at your controller as you're ready to throw it against the wall, but you're like, "Fuck, it's an Opal. I can't do shit." Hmm. Okay, so the people you playing with, they just had different cards. And like, do you switch your team up each game? You can. So there's 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 contracts that you have to pretty much apply to players so that um it pretty much keeps people from say they have a whole line of opals, whatever rich nigga spent a thousand dollars and got all these different opal players. You have to put contracts on people so that people can't necessarily abuse just playing the same type of people every single game. You have to continue to re-up that. Yeah, that sounds better than my player, because my player this year was ass. Man. Yeah, my player, I, I'm officially, yeah, I can't put the energy to my player anymore, dog. I pre-ordered first day. By first hour, there's people that are like 88 in the park. I'm like, bro, this is the first hour. Nobody <laughs> even has to get, how the fuck? <laughs> I didn't get 2K till later because I had got it during All-Star break when they did the little $15, $20 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I got it. So when I got on that park, I seen Arrow of like 99 Yeah, like, I was like, nah, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me let me hop on this um my plan. And my player was so ass. I think I I think I stopped at like 15 games into the season. Yep. I always I always get 
less interested in stop playing around All Star break. I never make it to the playoffs ever. But before I've I've beat it before. Last year, I played all eighty two games. Like every and you won a championship. Yeah, I won a championship. But the story was a little intriguing. This year, it's not intriguing at all. Like I just don't give a fuck about it at all. Last year was a Spike Lee joint with the with the uh, <laughs> with the roommate, right? Yeah, was that Spike Lee? Wait, was that Spike? No, I think last year was roommate because everybody yeah, was going hard. China, yeah, Chinese roommate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, I think two years before that was Spike Lee. Yeah, with the nigga um, Boskiat, the bro got killed. <laughs> he got murdered. <laughs> he got a, they got that. He got that nose white. <laughs> <laughs> I like bro. How Spike Lee gonna hand him a handkerchief? Why you gonna Why you gonna wipe his nose? In two K, you got ten year old white kids playing this shit. Yeah, like this nigga having a high speed chase. Next you know he's dead. <laughs> like you just it's, it's like before a game. Like like yeah, man. So yeah, my uh my homie uh Bosky, uh, he died. I'm like what? Like what's going on, bro? Like he was just having a high speed chase. Now that nigga dead. Like I don't get it, man. He was doing too much with that. Yeah, you gotta let him know. And that was a year when people that was a year when people were saying it was racist because you know how you had a twin sister? Um you had yeah, had a little twin sister, and and like white people were complaining because they was like because they were white. Oh yeah, (laughs) because they were white and and the sister was gonna be black no matter the family was like, like, come on, this is racist, but hey man. Hey man, that's what that's what y'all get, man. Y'all can't, yeah. y'all can't have everything. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to create eight different ethnicities for a sister. Yeah, I don't even think Spike Lee, like, even like he just put his name on that. He's shit. like, hold on, white people play this game. <laughs> yeah, he probably was like that. He was like, man, I, he probably didn't even play. He probably don't know nothing about 2K. He just put his name on it. Yeah. <laughs> the 2K gave him the bag. Like, yeah, Spike Lee, just sign your name off. Because I'm pretty sure Spike oh, Lee. They, they wrote the story and he was like, just sign this shit? Yeah, just sign this shit, bro. He, <laughs> he, he signed that shit with his left hand. Like, Fuck it, man. I'll get this bag. Yeah, watch out, man. I got to I gotta go uh, see Black Clans and get some awards real quick. Yeah, nigga, yeah, yeah niggas, niggas love 2K. They, they'll respect me for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and get into this uh, episode, man. Let's make these Android people uh, mad real quick. Oh, man. It's always that time of the year. Man, it's my favorite time of the year, man. It's uh, they had the w the WWDC keynote mm-hmm. yesterday for Apple. Um, did anything that they talked about stand out to you? The main thing that I like was we finally get in dark mode on the iPhones, like a full dark mode. Yeah, and and that was something that I, well, a lot of people have been waiting years upon years to try and get, and not and not the bootleg dark mode where you switch the damn thing in settings and all, all of a sudden all the colors invert. They want an actual clean dark mode, and from what they showed in WWDC, looked promising. It looked it looked it looked promising for dark mode. The one thing that I had liked, well, there's many different things that I had liked for WWDC. Um, they up they've updated Mac OS, they've updated iOS, yeah. watch OS as well. TV OS usually gets their upgrades, but I don't really pay too much attention to you, you got an Apple Watch? I got an Apple Watch, but I don't have an Apple TV. I'm gonna cop I'm think I'm gonna finally cop the Apple TV because I'm tired of the Fire Stick. Mm-hmm. I got the Fire Stick 4K kind of ass. And I finally need to come home and get go ahead and get go ahead and get Apple though. 
Gonna get to get the whole crib appled up, man. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 the that's the main goal. Just get the whole crib apped up. The last thing that I have the cop is the Apple TV. But the positive thing about TVOS outside of the upgrades that they have planned for this September, <clears throat> for those who like to play games on Apple TV, and I don't know what the demographic is as far as um people who play a lot of like you know the usual small games on the Apple TV they just added support um, on Monday for the Xbox One S controller and the PS4 DualShock so if you were a lot less interested in playing games with say your Apple TV remote or trying to get one of those remotes um, that are like a pseudo combination of PS4 and Xbox out in the Apple Store. I didn't really like their controller. Now we have full access to use our Xbox controllers and our PS4 controllers when it comes to playing games on TVOS. So if you now like that, that, wait, hold on. that was that was shocking to me that they um they're just now able to let you have, let you play with any kind of controller because on the Fire Stick, even like back then they was letting you like use any gamepad. So that's kind of shocking to me that. Because we know sometimes Apple, they're kind of behind on things. That spot that shocked me that um Apple was that behind on um the watch IO um watch OS. Yeah, usually, usually Microsoft plays game with Apple. So the Xbox one wasn't really too surprising. But once they said PS4 dual stock, I'm like, wow, somebody getting down? I didn't expect that. Yeah, I, yeah. That part, yeah. Of course the Xbox, yeah. But um also, what what stood out to me um, was for the iOS 13 was um, what was that shit called? I think it was called a like handoff, where you can like um, tap phones with your homies, and like you can uh, share like y'all can play a song like y'all want to listen to um, the new Miley Cyrus. You just tap their phone and y'all yeah. listen to it at the same time. Yeah, if you don't want to play, this, if you don't want to play the shit out loud, let's put your AirPods in and just be like, hey, bro, just play this song. Don't just don't don't even look at what song I'm about to play. Just look up. Yeah, I'm gonna tap your phone. Let's play this shit. Once that new Miley Cyrus EP play, and then you take a look to the right, like nigga, is this what you're fucking playing with me right now? I wonder how that works. Like, can you just like tap some? Do y'all gotta like sync it up? Like, can you just like tap somebody's phone? Oh, just like, transfer somebody a song if they got AirPods in. <laughs> yeah, nigga, listen to this song. You tap their phone with the boy George real quick <laughs> and run off. Or you, or, or you <laughs> at work. You at work and they got AirPods on and they just chill and all of a sudden you you put something off, die lit, just tap yeah. their phone real quick, dip off. I don't know, fuck. They be chilling. They be like, karma, 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 karma. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Everybody looking around like, damn, I know, I know you like boy George like that. No, nah, no, nah, somebody tapped my phone. Man, so I tapped my shit, bro. I didn't even see who did it. <laughs> no, nah, that's gonna be that's gonna be very fun. One of the one of the more um interesting areas that they added to music, but I was 13. I am looking forward to this iOS because I think iOS 12, when I hopped on the beta last year, it was one of the better betas. It's one of the better betas that I'll definitely say just due to the fact that I installed the beta and things actually worked pretty fluidly for the first uh, couple of weeks. It wasn't a beta where you install it and everything's crashing in five seconds. Your iPhone is turning into a hot plate after like five minutes of using it. Yeah, that's one. That's the reason I stopped messing with the betas. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty stable beta for iOS 12, and I put it on my iPhone 10. But now I'm looking at my iPhone 10, and it's a couple months away from being at least two years old. I don't know if I want to risk putting 
uh, the iOS 13 beta onto my iPhone. So I actually ended up using my iPad Air 2 as my experiment because truthfully, I don't give a shit what happens to my iPad Air 2. It's gonna be, it's gonna end up being a good experiment. And if anything happens, at least I can just uh, do a clean wipe and go back to iOS 12. But on top of the dark mode, you have being able to share things uh, with people that have AirPods with just a little tap of the phone. Uh, they've updated photos. I feel like the photo, the photos that they've updated for the app has been pretty positive. Um, I can't remember which app had something similar to this, but now they break down all of your photos between years and months and days. And they've had good little previews of just reminding you certain things that have happened in, say, the past couple of months. You could look at it from a year's perspective, a day's perspective. And if your photos folder is not filled with like a shitload of memes, it actually looks really good when you start looking back at all of your memories throughout the past year. And that's something that I've been wanting because I've been trying to clean up my photos album and just have things of events that I've went to, just days, uh, times I've been kicking back with friends, family, things like that. I'd like to be able to see the photos app in the experience that Apple usually provides it. You always look at Apple events and you never see a whole bunch of shit, uh, a whole bunch of saved photos and a whole bunch of memes in their shit. It's always vacations up in the mountains, shit like that. So I've been trying to get my photos folder a little bit more toward that. Yeah, they don't really display it for the um for the um, real Twitter niggas because yeah, exactly. I, they still need to do a folder where it take it out the main folder where you just take your memes out mm. and it like it like it don't mix with your pictures. Exactly. So because they refuse to do that, I've had to like put all that shit in a hidden folder so that if I need to go to the hidden folder for my shit, I do that and then I'll have my actual folder of all of my other photos because it's like it's like it's like apple refuses to acknowledge that we save a whole bunch of shit on our phone yeah i don't know if um android hop on that i really don't care because android at the end of the day oh, but... if them niggas start telling oh we got meme folders from uh 2014 i'm like all right congrats bro yeah, not... shout, shout out to you and your meme folder <laughs> Uh, what else, what else what else did they provide for iOS 13? Oh, one thing that one thing that I was very happy about, something very small in in photos as well. You now have the opportunity to not only flip videos that you might have accidentally uh recorded in uh vertical. Yeah, that was a that was a dope feature when I saw that. Mm -hmm. You can also add filters to it. You can crop videos. That's something that a lot of people are going to want to use when they are cleaning up a lot of their videos and a lot of their folders, if that is something that you do. Yeah, that's going to really suck for the people that be stealing content also. And they're going to be... Uh, oh, they're going to be, be cropping the shit out. Wow, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they're going to be screen recording niggas' videos and cropping it out. It's going <laughs> to be a whole lot of green <laughs> shit. <laughs> a whole lot of green shit. Yo, but, I didn't even it is what it is. That. Uh, what else did they provide? Okay, um, sign in with Apple. Sign in with Apple is another new feature that they debuted on Monday. Similar to when you log into a website, whether it's on your phone or online, and you have the opportunity to either sign in through Facebook, sign in through Google, and you could just click the button. It usually just brings you to Facebook. You sign in. And it will create an account for you based on that website just off signing into Facebook or just off signing into Google. Now, Apple has broken it down into a way where you can sign into 
different apps and different websites just by using your um, Apple ID. And if you want to have your Apple ID included in this account, you can choose to do so. Or if you're not 100% certain that this site is about to fugaze you, you can choose to hide your email. And what it will do is create a fake email for each of the accounts that you'd like to sign in with Apple with. And that pretty much protects you in a way where the website does not have your official email. They'll just have the bootleg one that Apple created. And all of the things that this app or this website sends you is going to forward over to your email. That's going to be really big since they have been much more focused on privacy and keeping things a little bit more safe for people after all this Facebook shit has went down um, within the past year. Yeah, that was a dope feature when I seen that. Um, they also got the little swipe keyboard. Also, I don't. I'm probably not going to utilize that. I'm going to be big on. I was big on swipe when um, uh, it was on. It was in some of my unfortunate <clears throat> days in 2010 when I had to live the 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 HTC Evo life. I was big on swipe back then, um, and I'm 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 interested to use it in this next um, iPhone rendition. I want to see if they just do a complete swap of swipe. They might just make it in their own type yeah, I had of way. A, but. Yeah, I had a swipe. I had a, um, I'm going to keep it funky. I didn't really get a, I didn't get an iPhone until like 2015, I believe. 15, my first iPhone, I was, I was watching from the sideline hating up until, um, what was it? Fall of 2011. My first iPhone was the 4S, the last one that Steve Jobs had uh, introduced before he passed away. Yeah, because it took a minute because I got Sprint. What you got ATT? I ended up getting no, actually, that 4S was I think the first year that Sprint got right. an iPhone. So we had Sprint, and I was like, Man, fuck these singular niggas, they get to fucking enjoy iPhone. I'm over here with this damn LG rumor and shit. And then singular turned into ATT, and they're like, Man, these niggas just got FaceTime. Fuck these niggas. I'm about to get the Evo, I'm about to get the iPhone killer. Fought these things is Android all day, and then as soon as Spring got iPhone, peace. I'm out. Yeah, because I used to be um, a HTC boy. I used to have all the HTCs, the yeah. touch, all of them, man. <laughs> HTC, HTC one, HTC two, and then I had copped uh, I copped a MacBook. Yeah, and once I caught the MacBook, I like I got hooked. I was like, man, let me go ahead and get the iPhone. I got the iPhone six, 2015. I ain't look back. Now we're gonna talk about that. Um, we'll go back to the MacBook Pro. What's like what you speculating for the um the iPhone 11? Like, are you gonna get that? Cause you said you got the 10. So I'm gonna be honest, I got an eight right now, and I could have got a 10, but I was like, it's too close to the 11 because I didn't really get a uh I didn't my little finance shit wasn't really up until like January. Yeah. So I had I could have got the 10, but I was like the little the 10 max, and I was like, man, I might as well just um thug it out for like nine months and just hope that hope to get that 11 and i'm struggling man my screen cracked this shit oh you gonna have to fix that shit i'm, I'm looking bad out here man but i need to get that 11 so are you getting 11 with you um even though you got a 10 i might i might have to wait i think i think my two years ends end of october i think because they with the 10 they didn't even drop it in september they had to push it back a month and dropped it like end of October, like early November. So I think that's when my two years is done. And after that, I can more than likely get the 11 unless I'm thirsty enough that I just want to pay off that last month or two and try and just get this 10 up out of my hands. But I'm definitely going to be hopping into the 11. The question 
that I'm still not 100% certain on is if I want to keep the usual size of, of what the uh, flagship iPhone has usually been or if I want to max it because the 10s max does look really nice I'm just not positive of if I want to hold a phone like that in my jean pocket everywhere that I go that's the one thing that I'm not 100% certain about but um, I'm definitely hopping on the 11 whether it's the 11 the 11 max um, I'm not gonna R it the R's the R's are really nice for those who don't really care about having the flagship or the max and just want something that is almost similar but a much more positive battery that they can just go throughout the entire day and do whatever they need to do without paying the premium of the flagship or the max man turn that down turn that down yeah <laughs> is that broke boy talk <laughs> no don't do yeah, don't turn that, that broke, down broke boy talk nah, bro you gotta max it out man you gotta get the big the big one on deck i get the uh, big phone man I, 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 the max, the max really does look beautiful. I just don't know if I want to make that my everyday phone. Mm, I feel you. But I got, so, yeah, I got to get the max, man. The, the biggest one, they get, yeah. <laughs> you just go, just go drop the, drop the card on the table. Just be like, bro, take it. I'm not even. Gonna I don't it. be ignorant with it because they, because motherfuckers be having like the 500 gigabyte. You don't oh, need 500 no, gigabyte. Yeah, yeah. If anybody's about half a terabyte. On a phone, I'm 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 very I'm a very big minimalist when it comes to space on iPhone because the amount of money that you're gonna spend on space, like physical space on your iPhone, you can put that in the iCloud. You can put yeah. that in the iCloud, everything will be straight. You can cop a 64 gig, or if this next uh rendition with the iPhones, if they end 64 as the smallest, and I don't know, maybe go to 128 as the smallest. Mm -hmm. 128 is more than enough to have everything that you need and more onto your iPhone. And if you need more, just pay just pay the small amount to to get iCloud data. Yeah, I, I got the, I got the 128 right now and that's enough. Exactly. I'm still surprised that there's people that have iPhones and just like, "Damn, my 5 gigs is up, bro. I don't got no more iCloud space." Bro, just pay the dollar. It's $1. Yeah, that's really it's really cheap. You get 50 gigs of iCloud. Everything frees up. Everything goes into the cloud. Things are safe. You don't have to have your tin hat on. Nobody's trying to hack you and get all your shit. <laughs> now nah, they're going to get their news, man. <laughs> now nah, the brokest shit ever was when I had the iPhone 6, and that shit was only like 8 gigs. That might be eight? the poorest. <laughs> that might be the poorest shit ever, bro. That shit was full once you walked out the store. All right, that shit was every day. Yeah, your phone has a, doesn't have enough space. Bro, as soon as you start taking out your phone, your phone starts tweaking. Yeah, I had to get that out of here, bro. That shit was poor as fuck. But yeah, from what, from what we've seen in the leaks of the iPhone 11, the thing that has been discussed the most has been the new camera that is going to be on the iPhone 11, which is pretty much going to be a triple. It's like a triple lens wide lens i'm really hoping that by the time that september comes by they look a lot better than the renders that they have going on right now because the renders just make that triple camera bump look so ugly and a little bit displeasing to the point where i'm like damn i don't even know if i really want this triple camera shit but from what we have seen from other reports they have stated that there's going to be like a nice black coating around the triple camera so that it's not as obnoxious when you actually get it so hopefully oh, kind of like kind of like the seven yeah seven plus yeah oh. so yeah so, so, so something like a nice coat around it so that it doesn't look like there's three big ass cameras on a bump 
on the back of your camera. So if they end up making it look appealing, maybe I'll feel a little bit better about it. But right now, I'm kind of down on the triple camera. The positive about it is that with a triple camera, you're going to be able to shoot amazing type of photos with the back end of the triple camera. And then, of course, the front camera is probably going to have the type of quality that we have in our back cameras right now. So the front is more than likely going to get upgraded to a 12 megapixel. And who knows how they're going to be able to put that into the uh, little notch they have if they continue to move forward with the notch. But triple camera is going to end up getting pretty upgraded in September. Yeah, I can't wait to see the video on that also. I know the video on that going to be crazy. Yeah, I need, my, I need my fight scenes in, in, in crystal cut clarity. Clear cut clarity. <laughs> but it's... What you was about to say? I was going to say, we can't have any more blurry fight fight videos. Don't go downtown with a back. I need this shit in landscape mode, no vertical, 4K. You can even put some slow-mo on it if you want. We need theatrical fight videos this next go-around of iPhone. Well, that don't even matter because these niggas that's recording fight videos, they don't wipe the lens on their camera anyway. <laughs> that shit be blurry as fuck. Yeah, they be eating chicken and shit. <laughs> the grease all on the, all yeah, on the camera. Yeah, oh shit! Yeah, it be it don't it won't even matter. They got the they got an eight K camera, but they don't know how to clean the lens. So <laughs> it won't matter at the end of the day. Like these kids be having iPhone tens, the fight still be blurry. Like they don't yeah. know. They don't know what they're doing. Their hands be shaking. You seen Cam Cole oh, Hard? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cam Cole Hard might have been some of the best footage that we had seen from like the front of the iPhone. The baby's face, his entire 85 teeth were just directly into the camera saying, Cam Cole Hard! Cam Cole <laughs> As this nigga was leaking on the floor. Yeah, he needed an iPhone 11 with a stabilizer on it. You seen the way his hand was shaking. <laughs> hey, baby, here talking shit. Pick your hey, pants look. up, boy. <laughs> Stole his ass with the phone in hand. I'm like, okay, this is new. Fighting with the phone in hand. Now, baby, he had the iPhone 10 and he he wiped his lens because that shit was crystal clear. Cause you seen the you seen the Hanes on that nigga draws. <laughs> <laughs> he might have had the 11. He he might have had a pixel out this bitch. It was crystal clear. I was so mad as soon as. <laughs> Actually, I'm mad. I'm, the, the scenario that I'm mad about with that is two things. One, the fact that he's still in the store asking security, hey, you seen it. How many niggas jumped on me? And you got the nigga with the damn terrible cut throwing up the two. I'm like, bro, get this nigga off the damn camera. Man out of here, man. And then he hops on Instagram like 20 minutes after. He's like, bro, I'm still pretty. I still look good. Y'all boys ain't even fucked me up. I'm like, bro, you were just leaking. I don't know what kind of shit that you just put, what kind of 10 skin you just put on your face, but you were, you just got your ass whooped. The first video was funny, though. The first one, he was like, hey, man, I just got jumped at the mall. I had to beat, <laughs> had to beat him to it. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> he tried to beat the baby on the post, and the baby's post still went 4 million views. I'm just like, bro, this nigga is stupid. That nigga was still a part. Hey, man, before y'all seen baby pay, man, I got jumped, man. <laughs> I got jumped. Don't believe what you seen on that, man. They got Jay jumped me, bro. I come on, man. <laughs> Get out of here. Cam oh, Cameron Cold Hearted. Cam Cold Heart. <laughs> I wonder what he's I wonder what he's pulling. I should go on his Instagram right now to see if he's still talking about it. It's it's a lot of green on that. It's a lot of burger talk on that. Page. A, lot of burger <laughs> a lot of burger talk. What's actually green is the fact that baby's selling shirts about it now. I'm just like, all right, all right, let's not meet this jump the shark. 
That was corny. I, yeah, <laughs> stop the shark. If hold on, any listeners, if you bought one of them, the baby shirts, stop listening. Unsubscribe from all platforms. Stop listening please, to this podcast. Please. We don't need you as a listener. Just but before before you cut the cord, send us a photo of you in the tea so that the timeline can get these jokes off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't even get the teas yet. They're not oh, that's just not coming for another four months. Yeah, uh, big baller brand. They ain't getting <laughs> big They ain't getting them teas till September. And they ain't gonna ask for them. They ain't gonna ask for them because they don't want the baby to pull up and punch the shit out of them. Yeah, because he's been uh yeah, I'm a little afraid of those hands. <laughs> yeah, he's been beat. No beat. I already was I already beat somebody up the other day. Oh, when he was uh when he was performing in the club, right? Now nah, he, he beat somebody up again, like his security beat somebody up. Oh, for real? Yeah, like the other day. Damn, how many niggas is the baby gonna work in one summer? And I didn't even know this. I had seen like a bit of like his Vlad interview. I didn't know he fought somebody at a Gucci Man concert. I'm like, what is wrong with this nigga? <laughs> like, it was a video of he was fighting a nigga at a Gucci Man concert and he got maced. I was like, I didn't even see this. It, it, it really depends on what song was playing. What song was Gucci playing that he needed to throw hands? It was new Gucci. Like, I can understand if it was like shirt. Oh, you throwing a new, oh, you throwing hands a new Gucci? Yeah, if you, yeah, that shit don't count. Like, this nigga was fighting a pussy print. Like, yeah, he thought his a loss for words. All right. <laughs> Come on, baby. Like, you got to fight the Vady pass by. Like, you can't fight the yeah, old, exactly. I mean, new Gucci. Like, come on, bro. Get out of here. Bro. If my kitchen came on, all of a sudden the anger started coming in like that, like that gift with Jim Ross where he's just staring into space and then he just starts turning red and red and red. If my kitchen was playing and you got in that type of mood, I'd be like, okay, that's understand. That gets a pass. But if you throw in hands to damn last night with Travis Scott, I'll be like, all right, bro. We're supposed to have fun right now. Right, come on, man. Stop it, man. <laughs> this, this ain't even the fire Gucci, man. <laughs> but um, last thing about the Apple, we had the MacBook, well, not MacBook, the Mac Pro. They're like a big-ass cheese grater. Now the, now, the specs on this shit is like overkill. Who the fuck about to watch three... 8k streams at the same time when they started showing that i'm like bro unless i got millions to make a movie off this damn computer right now there's no reason that i need that much power to try and put three different type of 8ks niggas don't it full houses don't even fully have 4k yet and you're talking about three 8ks on your display and your computer that you can start making movies with that i I don't even want to know the file size or whatever that movie that's gonna be that's gonna be like at least couple yeah. hundred gigs yeah the world ain't even ready for like 4k yet because i got a 4k camera and we had did uh da vinci code y'all go check that out on youtube mm-hmm. and i had rendered it in 8k and when i went to upload that shit to youtube that shit took so long to upload and it was oh, like man. a nine minute video like yeah <laughs> and i got a pretty new computer like i got an alien where like this shit shouldn't take that long like how many how many gig, how many gigs was that nine minute 8k that nine minute that nine minute video was like at least it was like at least nine gigs. Nine gigs? Yeah. yeah it was nine true. minutes. It was nine gigs. And then she was trying to upload the um and then when I finally got it uploaded, it was like choppy as fuck. Oh, because YouTube's probably not down with well, is YouTube down with 8K fully yet? No, not not yet. It's barely down with um 4K. Yeah, because I think they had that was maybe like within the last year, year and a half, where uh, people that had Apple TVs were waiting for YouTube to fully play in 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 4K. I don't know if they have it 
set yet. I'm pretty confident they have it set now. Now that we have Apple uh, TV 4K, but we got we we got to catch up to 4K before we can even get down with the eight yet. Yeah, I'm like, who got to watch that? Then they say you could do a thousand um, on what's that shit called Premiere or something? Um, what's the shit you ever record a podcast on Apple? Oh, um, uh, uh, um, GarageBand. Garage yeah, they said you could do like a thousand. Yeah, he was like, I got ten sounds right here. How about if I do another hundred and then another hundred? I'm like, bro, how many instruments do you really need on this right now? Yeah, that's about to be the big. Yeah, y'all might have to do a uh, RSPN with a hundred niggas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world, the world will fucking explode. I'm gonna just be like, all right, three, two, one, everybody gotta take off. Niggas headphones gonna blow. Yeah, we flexing on you with the Mac Pro. And then the shit's six thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, the shit is the computer, the little cheese grater is six thousand, and then the stand for the display is like a thousand. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, well, when I seen when I seen the stand was a stack, I'm like, all right, this is this is a little too rich for my blood. And my favorite, my favorite thing about usually these type of more expensive apple releases for whichever reason people like to go on apple.com pick all of the most expensive shit and then be like oh this shit costs 50k i'm like well if you pick everything that's the most fucking expensive of course you're gonna make it up to fifty thousand dollars for all the stats yeah if you can do like three 8k videos like you need the bare bones version you can yeah, take the exactly. model, you'd be good like It'd be funny because people be buying all this shit. They'd be buying the top of line shit, and all they do is tweet on it. Oh, like, they're they, just going to hop on iTunes. Yeah, they're not making videos, and if they do make videos, they don't know how to edit it good. They don't know the right settings. They don't know nothing. They just buy the expensive shit. That's just going to be something they watch Netflix on. They'll be like, yeah, this is my little computer. This yes. is, it's something like... Yeah, 6000 to watch Netflix. It's like a cheese grater. Yep. Go and get the Parmesan out. Got the Parmesan <laughs> But all in all, I'm I all in all, I was um very happy about what Apple provided in WWDC. iOS, I think, is going to be good. I'll take a look at it um and probably get some tweets off from time to time about what I see in iPad OS. iPad OS is going to be now separate from iOS since they have an, an operating software just dedicated to iPad and doing many cool different things since. This is now, what has it been, like a year and a half since they did iPad Pro, or maybe like a year? So yeah. now that you have this strong iPad that's supposed to be replacing a computer, I put that in quotes, um, having an operating system that is dedicated directly to that puts that a little bit more of a step forward and kind of starts that conversation a little bit more. It's not fully there yet, but at least they're making the paths to do so. Uh, Watch OS 6, there wasn't too much that I was really hype about. Uh, new watch faces are cool. That usually happens every year. App Store on your watch. That's cool. They added calculator. Um, activity trends is something that they now have for those who like to work out and read all their stats when they're exercising. Uh, they'll give you more of an insight of your progress of your exercise and your moving and your standing throughout time as opposed to just that one day. So that's cool if you'd like to start looking at things like that. Um, cycle tracking. For your menstrual cycles, they'll have all the information on that. You don't have to have any third-party apps in the app store for um, uh, for your period and start tracking that. So that is pretty cool. Oh, sweet. They got a leave it in meter? 
That's what's up. <laughs> the <guy laughs> that, that raw talk. Yeah, they get a notification. The notification is just going to say, all right, you're good. Let's get it. And then um, the hearing health. The healing health. The, the hearing. The hearing health was pretty cool. If you're, if you want to start taking a look at the health that you have of just being in loud environments, your phone will start telling you uh, certain things about being in too loud of an area. If you want to start turning things down, it's probably going to go off once I start playing music because I like blast and shit. So I'm looking forward to setting off my hearing health whenever Watch OS Six comes out. Okay, I'll let you know you're going deaf. Yeah, ho- ho- hopefully, hopefully not. I'd like to, I'd like to preserve my ear health. And then, on top of all of that, you have everything coming out with the new Mac OS of Catalina, um, iTunes officially rest in peace after 18 years. They're taking everything from iTunes that they pretty much grouped in there, and now there's a separate music app, separate podcast app, and a separate TV app. Um, going forward along with everything else that's brand new in Mac OS Catalina. Yeah, RIP um, iTunes, man. Do you really use iTunes like that? I only use that shit to like tag like podcasts. Oh, I'm big. I'm big on iTunes. I'm big on iTunes. My entire my entire library, whether it was the, the physical library that I had on external, now I have more of an Apple Music oriented library where um, I just add things and pretty much Trying to keep it 2019 and have everything that I can just add in Apple Music. And if I want to throw mixtapes or if I want to throw songs that are missing off Apple Music, I'll just throw that bitch on that cloud music library. It's literally the easiest shit ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it only take like a minute or so. Yeah, exactly. So I'll have that, I'll have that set up with my Apple Music library, but I'm 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 really big on it. I was hoping that they could add more social features. I feel like Spotify still has the one up on Apple Music as far as um social features. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hate I hate to say it. I want, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want niggas I don't want niggas to murk me. I know hey, hey, we we both on Spotify, so it's the best of both worlds. Exactly. RNC Radio is is giving Spotify family the opportunity to listen to the playlist and podcast on Spotify. But uh, I like being able to hop on a Spotify and have a list of seeing what people, what songs people are literally listening to in the now. Um, they've always got props for 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 um, their playlist suggestions and what they provide to people who are looking for brand new music. I feel like Apple Music has pretty much caught up with that and they're neck and neck as of right now, just due to the um, upgrades that they have given in that for you section they've always had the friends mixed uh, the friends playlist that they give you the chill mix the new music the favorites mix where they pretty much give you mixes based on what you listen to and what you favorite but now they're doing things where they're giving you more updates daily as far as what you listen to and what you start liking in apple music so it'll literally update throughout the day and start looking at what you're listening to and be like, all right, let me throw you this. Let me throw you this. Let me throw you this. And they'll update it and give you new albums. Uh, they'll always give you your listening, what you recently played, uh, what your friends are listening to. So I think, I think Apple music does have a little bit more things to do, but it's on, it's on the up and up. Yeah. I agree with that. Let's go ahead and um, transition. Well, we, we technically talking about music. I'm ninety prime. I'm ninety nine percent with the streaming wave, man. I haven't. I haven't really used iTunes like that. Let's yeah. go ahead and transition into another music topic, man. So, all right. RNC this week. Y'all been um, y'all been tearing it up, man, with the with the music playlist and whatnot. Yes, with, right. uh, top top hip hop songs of 2010s 
top mm. R&B, top pop. And today, what was dropped was the top 10 rappers of the yes. decade. Yes. Of the 2010s, man. So, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Pull up this Lissy uh, list. Very quality conversation that had um, thundered off on the timeline, I would say, from what we had thought of our biggest rappers of the 2010s. Um, this is the RNC Decade Week, so we've dropped plenty of things through Monday as far as uh, playlists. We have the hip-hop, we have the R&B, and we have the pop. And we are going to have the albums version of this dropping Um later today but the rappers one i feel like created a very quality amount of discourse whether you are on the side of uh just having a healthy debate on uh some of the picks that we had had between one and two or debating three of the rappers that we had had there was some very good conversations on um three of them but i'll get to that and then there was just the opposite side of ah well Oh, where's so and so? Where's this? This list is terrible. <laughs> I would have picked for the decade. Uh, uh, uh. So we, make your own list. Like shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, the RNC in general has appreciated both sides of the conversation that yeah. uh, sparked off from this list. Yeah, you got to know this is gonna happen. Hey, Mark, you a pro at this podcast shit? Because while I was pulling up this list, most niggas would have been on silent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been solid. All right, so um, let me ask you a question. Like, what was like the behind the scenes things going on with the list? Did y'all like was like y'all like in a group chat and y'all just like threw names out? Because oh, I got, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of confused by this list. Like, is it like top ten skill wise? Is it top ten influence wise? Is it like top ten sale wise? Because I'm not sure. Like, what's the direction for it? Because if it was like influence, I probably would add like Wiz Khalifa or somebody on this list. Mm -hmm. If it was sale wise, I probably would have had Thug lower or Thug not on the list. But Thug can also go with influence. Mm -hmm. Thug can also go skill wise. So I'm not like, what was the direction for this? Or was it like many directions? Well, I feel like that entire list of what you had just said are things that people should take into account when discussing uh, the biggest rappers of the decade. There's been many different periods throughout the last 10 years. Think of 10 years as a very long time to have stability through an entire decade. Take a look at the early 2000s of all the rappers that we had and all of our favorites from things like that. The list that you think of the early 2000s as being able to stretch from the year 2000 all the way to 2010, it's probably smaller than you think once you start giving in a lot of thought into it. You'll start thinking of your favorite rappers throughout different periods within that time, but it takes a lot to last an entire decade. Yeah. And that's one thing that we wanted to take into account when thinking about these top 10 rappers of the decade. Yes, there's many different rappers, and it was a really good quality year for hip-hop as far as new acts, new projects, new sounds as far as advancing rap in general. Rap gets a really bad rap from many different areas of things sounding the way that people like to critique, but we feel like there are many different areas that could be accounted for when it comes to thinking of different rappers that have influence, that have set the bar as far as talent, uh, rhyming, uh, sales in general. I like how I've 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 always appreciated the fact that sales don't matter to a large amount of people unless it's a talking point to say 
an artist that has finally been able to climb that mountain and say get a platinum record or a, 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 a double platinum record. So these are all things that we take into account when we think of these 10 that have been able to make a really good case for themselves and continue throughout the entire 2010s. Now, was it easy? 100% not. It can be. We've had we had arguments throughout the entire weekend. Uh, <laughs> feelings were hurt. Things were said. Expletives were used. Uh, people had to drop off. We had different renditions of this list that we had to edit. Y'all about but, to fade? Uh, there might have been a fade. There, if, if, <laughs> there might have been a fade. If if everybody if everybody was in a room together, we all live on different sides of the country. But if everybody was in a room together while we created this, there would have been some tables that would have had to move, and somebody would have got rock bottom on it. Hey, what bro said on Twitter? He said, uh, "I'll fight Justin Davis." Oh, for uh, when, when the, <laughs> he caught he caught some he caught some dumbass on some AEW shit. All of a sudden, everybody got upset. Yeah, he was trolling the shit out of me. I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight J Five. He knows. He knows who we nah, are. He, like, Jay, he? he says Justin Davis. I'll fight Justin Davis. Justin, <laughs> like, government name. Like, <laughs> I'll fight Justin Davis. Everybody. He said he, he, he was gonna win. He said he's gonna fight him. He said he ain't gonna say who's gonna win just because they gonna fight the nigga. I was just laughing at the nigga that was like, he knows who we are. I'm like, does he? Because this kind of seems like y'all are just hopping in to, to, to support whichever uh, whichever friend got whatever bar on uh, NXT TakeOver night. But that's neither here nor there. I know for a fact this shit is not going to escalate off offline. So, All right, let me run through the list real quick. And I'm going to ask you, like, if hopefully you remember, like, some of the names that got snubbed because – I got a couple suggestions or like get your thoughts on it. So number 10, we got Tyler, the creator. 10, 10 was the <laughs> 10 was the 10 probably had the most 10 probably had the most conversation of who can be in that 10. But mm. I am very solid in having Tyler, the creator in there uh, for many different uh, for, for, for many different reasons. Um, I'm not really fucking with that because I don't really like Tyler, the creator like that. I don't, I'm not really a fan of his music. I would have probably put um, Travis Scott there. Travis Travis is a name that had uh, that was being argued about as far as being top ten of the decade. We had, I think Wiz was brought up. I think Wiz was brought up once, and Wiz is a very good conversation piece as far as rappers that mm -hmm. have checked off all the marks that you had just discussed: sales, popularity, influence. Okay. Uh, records, mixtapes. People are people are usually down on the albums. People are usually down on the albums, yeah. but Wiz can definitely be one of those names. Another name, Chief Keef was one that yeah. we had to revisit. And one uh, uh, Chief Keef would have just got influenced because Chief Keef got a lot of shitty music this decade. Well, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like his first album was a classic, but like Chief Keef would only be on here off influence only. Well, according to the timeline, he's got fucking eight years of classics. Apparently, uh, that's 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 brand Come new on. news to me. That's Come news on. to me. Niggas listening to Glowtoven, get the fuck out of here. Man. Uh, apparently, that's news to me. That the huge there's a huge amount of people throughout the decade that loved Thoughtbreaker, and I like Thoughtbreaker, but damn, we're acting the, like the sound quality on that shit was too bad to me. Yeah, but again, Chief Chief Fleet being a huge influence 
in rappers of the 2010s and had a very good couple of years throughout the earlier portion of the yeah. 2010s. So a name that was brought up. Uh, another name that pretty much has similarities to what I had just talked about, but I feel like is the origin for a lot of things that have happened throughout rappers in the 2010s as far as SoundCloud and things that I can list for days and days. Waka Flocka Flame, another name that was discussed as being in 2010. Come on, man. Come niggas, on. niggas, if if niggas went that hard for Chief Keith, you gotta get it's a derivative of Flocka. You I'm, gotta I'm, get I'm happy y'all made this list and not Twitter niggas. A lot of times Twitter niggas just need to shut the fuck up. If just Twitter goes on the same thing as like Game of Thrones, when like everybody like, Game of Thrones is trash. Everybody was like, well, give your suggestion. Well, I would have put an AR-15 <laughs> on the dragon. I would have put a put Tonka toy wheels on the dragon, and he would have turned into a truck. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Like, your suggestion not any better. Bro, that's how I feel about uh, uh, as, mu as much critique that WWE has received online mm -hmm. this past, say, month or two months. I just sit back and be like, all right, somebody's got to ask, all right, you book it. Figure out how you're going to get this over. Well, I would have had so-and-so lose, and then this guy would have interfered and do this and that. Oh, and the 24-7 title, I would have gave it to somebody that's a little bit more reputable. And it's just like, all right, see, this is why you're not working for the billion-dollar company. He would have came out with a chainsaw. Like, shut up. Oh, like, Come on, nigga. It's not 98. Relax. I, I don't know about flocking, Chief Keith. Come on. They don't even really sell like that. And there's flock like why is flock on there? Like has me uh has Flocka like influenced a bunch of niggas? Like, well, well, the main person that was talking about it and got shot down is me. So Okay. <laughs> that was Well, I know you love Flocka because you got excited when Flock all Flocka mixtapes got on Apple Music and you was the only person excited about that shit. Uh, shout out, shout out to uh shout out to Chris. Chris was also uh uh Ken Pippi Jr. was also oh, very yeah. excited of having of having all these mixtapes on uh apple music but well he a we, demon shit so <laughs> but these 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 are pretty these are pretty much all good conversations for say an 11th man i feel like tyler the creator within the past five years has been able to excel past the first few years of him literally walking into 2010 after just dropping bastard at what was it christmas of 2009 i believe and mm -hmm. walking in off that type of shock jock Eminem type of rap and and brought it into um fuck what was the second album he brought it into his second album started going with it going into wolf and I liked wolf a whole lot and but then you start having the run of cherry bomb flower boy and of course this brand new one Igor that has been getting a lot of positive critical acclaim but um He's made he's made a name for himself as far as rapping. If you want to talk influence, Odd Future has rapped. Odd Future has influenced a lot of rap within these past uh, couple of years for the young kids that are on SoundCloud trying to do that whole controversial type of situation that uh, Tyler had had on Tumblr back in '09. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 a little bit it's it's he's tried to differentiate differentiate himself away from that goblin type of sound. And that is something that has been appreciated throughout this past decade. So we had him at number 10. All right. Um, it's number nine. Uh, you had Kanye West. Now, Kanye West, 
I don't know. Like, does he? Uh, he's like very influential in the 2010s, but I feel like putting Kanye West on this list is kind of like putting like Jay Z or like Nas on the list because I feel like his um his reign was like the 2000s. Like hmm. he came out 2003 with um college dropout. No um. No, no, college, yeah, college dropout. Yeah, 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 like most of his like best albums was before 2010 to me. Well, when did um Twisted Dark Fantasy come out? What was that like? That was November of 2010. Kanye pretty much walks into 2010 a few months removed from the Taylor Swift incident and pretty much the entire entertainment industry looking at him with this type of disdain. And that was a little bit embarrassing for him and he walked off and uh what did he drop never see me again and made the a lot of those different songs that became lucy's and were not actually released in an area where he felt he needed to isolate himself from all the bullshit that it came off from taylor swiftgate at the vmas but from that comes in the summer of 2010 where you start what was the end of summer of 2010 where you start um good fridays and you have that entire run going into my beautiful tart twisted fantasy which has been rated damn near 10 out of 10 for everybody's uh, reviews at that time. A very, yeah, a very impactful album for Kanye. And you start going through the entire years of what he did after that. You have um, you have Coldest Winter dropping, what was it? I think it was 2012. And that was a couple of months before Yeezus had dropped in 2013, a polarizing album for many. But uh, for the most part, as, as far as according to Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is usually on and off when they like to when they like to like Yeezus. It'll either be a classic to those. Um, did I say cruel? Did I say coldest winter? I meant. Yeah, I'm about to say coldest winter. That's. I meant cruel. I meant cruel summer. Cruel yeah. summer, not coldest winter. That's an 808s and heartbreak song. Yeah. But. Um, Which is know. I love 808s and heartbreaks. I think 808s and heartbreaks is a classic. I might be one in a few. I love that album. I yeah. can listen to every song, and I don't even have to be sad to listen to that shit. That shit was just a good album. Mm-hmm. It's, one, it's, one of, it's one of my favorite albums from Kanye. Late registrations and 808s being those two. Yeah. But Cruel, Cruel Summer Cruel Summer doesn't really get too much conversation as far as the Kanye album, because of course that's a good music uh, compilation, but you have many different sounds that he tried to mix in with Cocaine 80s, uh, Big Sean, John Legend, Taylor Taylor. He, he, he had Chief Keef and, and, and Remix Don't Like at that time. Mercy brings in two chains, Ghostface, very big album for for Kanye as far as mixing all those areas around. Then comes Jesus, and you can feel however you want to feel about uh, you can feel however you want to feel about Jesus. Many many different bullshit happens between 2013 and 2016. Roasts, uh, well, I won't I won't even get to whatever he did on Twitter because that's just something that's separate from him being number nine on this list. Being a MAGA boy. Was MAGA was MAGA before or after? Was MAGA before or after um Life of Pablo? It was after Pablo. It was after? Yeah. Okay, so he was he was acting crazy during Pablo, but the MAGA was after Pablo. Yeah, once I seen it, he was like dissing Wiz and, and talking about Emeralds, I was like, all right, you really need to fucking relax. Yeah, but, that was around that was around Pablo right there. When yeah, exactly. Crazy shit. Yeah, Pablo. I mean, um, Maga wasn't until Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Yay, Yay. I'm not giving any attention. I listened that, to it. That, maybe like, that uh, was terrible. 
I, 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 I try. I really, really tried with Ye. Really, really tried with Ye, and I was like, nah, I can't do it. Life, Life of Pablo, another one of those those albums. It's a little bit less polarizing than Ye. I feel like people who don't like it are pretty much solidified in their not like it, in their in their displeasure of it. Uh, and then those who like it really have a lot of good things to say about Life of Pablo and the tour as well. So throughout all the different things that have pissed you off about Kanye in this past decade, unfortunately, his music outside of the last two, three years has kept him in a position to be in that area in the 2010s, at least in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. You got, you gave some good arguments. Yeah. I was, I was going into the standpoint that like, I feel like most of his best albums was between 2003 and 2010. Cause my like the last album from Kanye that I liked was my twisted dark fantasy. Mm. I life of Pablo was okay to me. It was like, okay at best. Yeah. I really don't like none of his stuff in the 2010s like that. So I feel like I feel like once 2010 hit, he was already a legend. So his like his name was solidified. So yeah. that's why I feel like putting his name on here was like putting like was was almost putting like a Jay-Z on the list or a Nas or somebody like that that was like already established in the 2010s. But I feel I get I get what you mean though. Because even though even though his he was a le- uh, legend, but by, by the time 2010 hit, he still stayed relevant mm-hmm. in the game, and he's still uh, a main uh, fixture in the hip hop game. So I feel you on that. Exactly. Could we could we replace him with somebody that had also made a lot of noise in the 2010s? Absolutely. I, Kanye could drop from this list right now, and I wouldn't bat an eye due to the fact yeah. that, like you said, in the early 2000s. Well, the, the 2000s, that decade in general, is what has solidified him. And you can critique how you'd like to critique his 2010s. But Yeah, I feel like um, for now, y'all could have put Sh- Shorty Low. Because on Eunice is in the city Sorry. of the fucking... <laughs> Sorry, you know, Eunice in the city is in the fucking 2000s. Hey, you, oh, yeah, that, that shit did draw like 2008 or something like that, or nine. You know, remember he was walking through Bowen Homes? Yeah. <laughs> trying to find T.I.? Yeah, Eunice in the City is a classic, man. They didn't put that shit back on iTunes, but I don't think it's ever going to go back on there. Yeah, I don't know why they put I don't know why they pulled shit. I just have to find a, a different rip of Eunice in the City. It was, it was on there, but like once he died, like all his music got taken off, so I guess some, some shit must have happened. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. All right, number eight. You know, you know I'm thugging Hive, man, but I feel like he's like, out of all the people, I like thug music the most out of all these people, probably. How 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 have you felt in his position of being number eight? Because I really did like when we dropped the list and there was an immediate discourse on number seven and number eight. Number seven yeah. being Mil- Meek Mill and, of course, number eight being Young Thug. And it got into yeah. – it wasn't even a silly debate. It was, has Meek dropped as much quality through in these 2010s as Young Thug has, and it ended up actually turning into quality conversation in between that and even mixed in our number five pick, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, because this is kind of weird because I feel like Thug should have went. It's, it's it's It depends on how you want to go about it because Meek deserved to be over Thug because of sales and impact. We're not in, we're not in necessarily impact, definitely sales because Meek, every time Meek dropped, he he go damn near gold every time. So um, 
Now, music wise, Thug should go over him because I think Thug dropped better than music than Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. And but Thug don't really sell like that. Except, well, we got to end that because the London debuted at number twelve, and that's crazy. Yeah, I think I think uh, what was the stat that he had? is it still a number one record or has that or has that moved since then? Yeah, it's number it's like number one on like all um on uh, all streaming platforms and it debuted mm-hmm. at number twelve, so it's gonna be in the top ten next week. Yeah, exactly. The one, the one Achilles heel for Thug is how how things have been promoted when it's ab- album time for Thug, and yeah. he has been in uh, situations that have happened a lot within the 2010s when they're dropping projects that you're not 100 percent sure if they're mixtapes and you should approach it as a mixtape or is it a full-fledged album that you should give a lot of heart and attention to that line has really been blurred a lot in the 2010s and when you look at young thug you're able to see he has dropped so much quality and created so much controversy for the game in general since being with birdman and, and and dropping rich gang with um rich homie uh even before that Having 1017 Thug and his come up of being in Atlanta to coming in with Birdman and 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 doing what he did with Rich Gang and then going into um slime season and the three renditions of that, going into Barter Six, a lot of people can will consider those as really, really quality projects. Then you have Jeffrey and he starts and he starts linking up with Leor Cohen, drops slime season three, Jeffrey, I'm up. Many different good songs on those, but his Achilles heel that a lot of people take a ding on is not necessarily the quality of his music, but just on the fact that they're not 100% sure whether or not they should take these projects serious. Yeah, I recently had a, um, an argument with this nigga. He was like on, I forgot bro name. He, um, Eric was doing a live stream and Thug Flopping came up. And I said, I told bro, I was like, it's not fair that y'all calling Young Thug a flop because he hasn't done an actual like album like rollout for real. Yeah, full just, official promo yeah, has not promo, happened. Yeah, he just dropped shit and then like it's here. Sometimes he even drop it on like you remember when um on the on, run dropped on a Sunday. <laughs> on the run dropped on like a Sunday morning or some shit like that. Like he don't really, he's not really um and like, I remember um Jeffrey shot came out like a Friday afternoon before the, like the numbers even went in. So mm. he never really did anything official. He like gave us music and just dropped this shit. He never did a press run, like you just said. I said if we can't call Thug a flop until he does a press run and do official press and all that shit. And then if that come out and then that flop, then we could probably call him a flop. But give him a chance. And then this shit just proved me right with the London. He did an official press run. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did radio, but he did everything else like you're supposed to do when you drop a single. And look, the shit's number 12 and, on the Billboard charts. And it's going to keep climbing. It's the summer. And people are already saying it's contention for like Song of the Summer. So I don't know. Like you just got to give him a chance. And then let the album come out and then let that shit. And I'm I'm pretty sure if Thug album come out and he do like the radio and shit, it's gonna sell a hundred thousand or close to it. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta end that flop shit. The, the one thing, the one thing that I didn't like is just people immediately go in the corny round and just go, ah, well, it's it's because it's J. Cole and Travis Scott, some of the biggest rappers in the uh, again. I'm like, come on, come on now. That's not that don't make any sense because Ty Dolla Sign just dropped a song with um j cole that same weekend and didn't do the same numbers 
Yeah, and then Ty Dolla Sign, we dropping albums with fire features. Twitter blows it up. Ah, oh, Beach House 3. Thank you, Ty Dolla Sign. It's time to be problematic. We put on the mask. 30K first week. I'm like, all right. Exactly. So it's like, like, what are you niggas talking about? That's why I don't really take like a lot of the Twitter discussion serious because what y'all say don't matter. Like people still, when y'all drop the list, people are calling Thug a flop. I like, did y'all not look at the billboards last week? He's number 12. Yeah, debuted at number twelve. They don't understand how crazy that is, and had a very and had a very controversial yet influential decade for a large amount of it. So we were happy to have young. We were happy to have young Thug up on there. Did we spend the most amount of time arguing how far Young Thug should be on this list? Yes, we did. But we're happy that he's on the list. Yeah, I feel you on it. Definitely one of the most influential. He, um, I think that's another thing. A thug took a lot of bullets because a lot of the shit that people love about other niggas, thug did it first, and he got criticized for it the most. Yeah, and that's but, and that's usually what happens with 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 um that type of evolution in a genre. You'll always have your martyr that gets slandered for it and gets roasted and gets called the derogatory shit and things like that until it is used and influenced and discussed as far as influence in general by artists that you like and people start appreciating that but i i've, I've never really taken um to heart the fact that there's I've, I've pretty much understood that there's always going to be a martyr in that game and usually for the most part they get their props and their flowers while they can still smell them um, we're happy that Young Thug has been that artist. Yeah, and um, next we got Meat Mill. We talked about Meat Mill a little bit. Um, I understand. Like, I respect Meat Mill. I don't really like a lot of his projects like that. I love Championships. That was like one of my favorite albums last year. Mm -hmm. But as far as like the DC mixtapes, I don't really like those like that. And you I didn't what? like. I didn't like his. I like. Um, what was the second album called? It was called um, Dreams Dream, Worth More Than Money. Dreams Worth. Yeah, I love that. I like that album. I didn't oh. like I didn't like wins and losses like that. I didn't like the first album at all. Uh, Dream, uh, Dreams of Nightmares. That was like a mixture of uh, many different sounds for me. As far as um, the second half, say se second half gets a little bit a little bit aki compared to uh, the first half. Of of course, you have your intro. I this is probably one of my biggest guilty pleasures. I love Young and Getting It. I love Young and Getting It with Kirko Bangs. That's one of my biggest guilty pleasures. Um, you have a man with Drake, uh, but then outside of that, you just have like your album cuts where he starts getting into stories and rapping and things like that. It's not an album that I really revisit a lot from Meek, but this decade for Meek has treated him very well as literally a career turnaround. You have the beginning of the 2010s with the news that Rick Ross had signed Wale as well as uh Meek Mill to MMG, and they start, um, collaborating on the Maybach music projects, the self-mades, and so on and so forth. Then you have your Dream Chasers that drops in 2011. DC2, many many people's favorite projects from, from, from Meek Mill. Yeah, I like, I, like DC, I like DC2. Now that I look back at it, mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. It had House Party on it, or it had the House Party remix. Yeah, Ready or Not, it's on it. Burns on it. When Everything's on it. Use 2's on it uh flexings on it uh, many uh, he 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 flipped the ride from drake 
a lot of good rapping out on DC2. And then that starts going into DC3. 2014, he starts preparing for dreams worth more than money, but then he gets in the situation where he has to go back to jail. So that um, that derails everything that he had with um, Off the Corner. He had, I don't know, another <laughs> another guilty pleasure regular that I like from Meek. Um, and 2015, all the hype that he had in 2014 going into dreams worth more than money now has to change now that he's out and has to put out the album um, the way that he does with Jeans Worth More Than Money in 2015. So you have Check on there, Lord Knows, um, All Eyes on You ended up being a big single for him with Chris and Nikki. The controversy of the entire 2015 after everything happens with Rico and the tweet and Drake, that moves forward. Yeah, the Dirty and, Mac song on there, that pull up with The Weeknd. We oh, with The <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting song is hard. If there's anybody about there's anybody like a sing about Dirty Mac and is the weekend. Oh, man, we might have to. Would you want to do this? Would you want to come back on a podcast and do like top Dirty Mac songs? Turn dirt, top Dirty Max <laughs> for those <laughs> for those who know what September was. I think I, I think I've got a good idea of favorite Dirty Mac songs. I can revisit that. That gotta be on there. Um, it's it's a, it's a bunch of songs that gotta be on there. We might have to bring you back on for that, cause that song, that meek song, is just disgusting. If you like listen to the song and you listen, and you like he did. Hey, was waiting outside the crib. She's at home, yeah, being a family woman. He's sitting out there outside, lights on. Doesn't even have the decency to cut the lights off on the car, and just says, "Come outside." Got weekend singing his ass off. Yeah, for real. That's the hardest I've ever heard a weekend sing in my life. And uh, of course, the lines are tell your man wait inside. Yeah. Bro, if that should ever, bro, if that should ever happen to me, I, I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's automatic field position. Well, you it's automatic field position. <laughs> you seen what happened when they, when they um, got in, got into it at the BET Awards. <laughs> you remember when Meek Mill had rolled down the window looking like Mufasa? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then next thing you know, Safari's getting punched on. <laughs> that nigga Safari got fucking worked. That nigga tried to haul ass, got punched in the middle of the street. He looked at that nigga Meek. That nigga Meek, man, rolled down the window slow. Yeah. It was kind of like, you remember on um, on You Got Served when Marcus Houston had looked in the window and saw Emerald, Big Emerald? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit, Big And Emerald. the eyes opened up, yep. Next thing you know, he got his ass beat for that merchandise, whatever he was selling. I don't know what them niggas was selling. Them niggas selling Girl Scout cookies or some shit. <laughs> Whatever you selling, you got his ass beat for. But um, yeah, Meek Mill. All right, number six. Now I'm a I'm a big Cardi B fan, but mm -hmm. she dropped one album. But number six, y'all got Meek. I mean, um, Nicki Minaj. So Nicki Minaj is a name that uh, many people had voted for when we were discussing the top ten of the decade, but. The one thing that I'll admit that we had to do is we kind of had to go back and look at the very long decade that Nikki had had. At, and if you want to discuss the 10 names that are on here as far as influence, Nikki's name has to be up there. Despite the fact that it's not, despite the fact, despite the fact that it's not the one that me that we immediately go to as far as thinking of influence there's a lot of things that Nicki minaj had did for rap in general literally a year before pink friday had even came out pink friday comes out 
November, Big Friday comes out November of 2010. And a year prior, going into the 2000s, a very quality feature record for Nikki going into 2010. And then you have her big record of Pink Friday, a record that I still. So a monster? Um, monster, monster was also November 2010, but the album drops of Pink Friday, hmm. where, um, what was my thought on Pink Friday? What was my thought on Pink Friday? I I still consider that being one of her best projects compared to everything that she has dropped as far as mixtapes, albums, so on and so forth. Then after Pink Friday happens, and thankfully she gets away from the massive attack and things like that. <laughs> Roman, that was Roman, yeah, Roman in Moscow comes out. I Euro step Roman in, Roman in Moscow. Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded going into the actual album of Pink Friday, uh, Roman Reloaded. Bees and Traps on it. Roman Reloaded's on it right by my side. Um, going into Pink Print of 2014. So the, the area that gets discussed a lot when it comes to Nicki Minaj and her career within this past decade is the fact that her albums don't necessarily equate to what she has done as far as memorable features, just being a very notable, important person in the rap game in general. Uh, the mixtapes that she had did in the late 2000s coming up to what she is now. And of course, in between that, between albums, you have the singles of Chirac and the times that you can remember that she could hop on beats like that and provide quality rhymes. Majority of it, comes off as roasting and now we have cardi b and trying to put woman against woman and sometimes she's very vocal against that sometimes it's a little bit corny but no a lot of bit corny a lot once once when, when she starts going in the bag of oh this is you're ruining women's empowerment and then <laughs> and then and then starts going into many different bags as far as trying to discardy i just like all right come on we we go we gotta we gotta try and we gotta try and end that thing of this being a woman's empowerment type of issue does it get a little bit wild from time to time yes but it's not necessarily in that bag but as far as Nicki minaj and what she has provided to the game this decade it's it's a lot bigger than people would like to give it credit for yeah i, I agree with that um i'm team cardi all the way like i just said uh yeah, like I really don't really rock with her music like that, but like even if I don't rock with her music, I gotta like understand her influence. So I can understand why she's on the list. I honestly think she should have been, I'll probably get killed for this because I like this rapper more than her, but I feel like her impact and she got more star power than him because number five, you got Rick Ross. Rick Ross. The thing that was so jarring about Rick Ross is I can't believe that there's still people that look at a list like this and say, "Oh, why is Rick Ross on the list? Why is why is what 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 did he do in the 2010s? I don't Man, think he should be lot. on the list." I'm like, "Nigga, are you fucking serious?" But but Rick Ross had 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 very quality, had much quality in the early of 2010s for his career. This is a career that has started in 2000. Well, Rick Ross has been rapping since fucking 1998 with Slip and Slide. But as far as him being a big solo Def Jam act, that becomes his 
prize in 2006 where he has Port of Miami, he has Trilla, Deeper Than Rap, one of his best albums um, in our opinion. And he walks into 2010 with the influence of Diddy and uses that immediately. He ghostwrites on Last Train to Paris. He starts coming out with Albert Anastasia. There's Ashes to Ashes. Teflon Don drops, I believe, summer of 2010. Which, a quick listen, but the 10 tracks that are on, was it 10 or 11 tracks that are on uh, Teflon Don, very, very strong for his career. Ones that have been well enough that we have thought of as one of his best albums of the decade in general. Yeah, and when that came out, when like Teflon Don came out and the Anna, uh, Albert Anastasia EP, you mm. can honestly like say like from that run, he was like the best rapper in the world. Yeah, BMF it, huge yeah. for Rick yeah. Ross in 2010. It's kind of it kind of remind me of like when Wayne came out with like the Carter One, Carter Two, like the dedications where you can say like he's like the best rapper. Mm. Rick Ross had that same moment where he's like this nigga the best rapper, like nobody fucking with him right now. And, and the Diddy influence just blew up things so much more for Ross. It ended up being a lot less of just him being a Southern staple and started getting credit in many different areas around the country. Yeah. Now, 2011, you have uh, him starting to prepare for uh, God Forgives and I Don't. So he drops You the Boss with Nikki. Uh, we'll revisit Nikki. I'm gonna convince. I'm gonna convince you about. I'm gonna convince you about Nikki. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll revisit Nikki. He drops nine piece. I fucking love nine piece. I don't know why I have not put that in a whip test. Let me let me, let me remind myself to put that in a whip test. Uh, I love my that's bitches. Apple music. Oh yeah, that is that's on. Um, I'm thinking that shit is on. Um, what was that? What was that mixtape? Nobody talk about it. It was a Ross mixtape. Uh, Ashes to Ashes, wasn't it? But he yeah, had Ashes the nine piece. With, he had the nine piece with Ti on it though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is the one Wayne, but that, that's on that's not Apple Music. It's 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 on as a single. It's on as a single. Okay. Um, I love my business produced by Just Blaze. I ended up liking that. These but those were his hold me back. Yeah, exactly. So he starts going into 2011. First off, beefing with Jeezy and roasting the fuck out of Jeezy. Like, ah, oh, this nigga don't got an album date for uh TF103. This nigga's boo, <laughs> but he doesn't have a fucking album date for God forgives I don't. So takes Everything that I believe that he had, and we believe that he had for God Forgives I Don't, and drops Rich Forever on everybody as a mixtape. Classic. I love Rich Forever. Classic. There's many different things that I revisit on Rich Forever that... Um, I like, can't hold back all these Haitian niggas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yellow Diamond. That's like that's, that whole mixtape was fire. If you play, I swear to God, on good speakers, bro, your shit is going to implode. <laughs> your shit is going to implode. And this, another one of those projects, one of those pseudo projects that has happened a lot in the 2010s, where you're not positive this was the album or this was just literally a mixtape that he threw out because this was album quality that he gave to DJ Scream and Hoover's Keem. I heard that was that. I heard that was the album, but he yeah. turned that in, and they said, "Fuck out of here, nigga." Yeah, exactly. So he's like, "I can't waste this shit." Do you see how see how y'all fire this is? And he just drops it as a mixtape, which makes no sense to me because that shit was hard. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, they said he turned that shit into. He was in Def Jam at the time, right? I think so. Yeah, he turned it into Def Jam, and it was like, "Nah, nigga, you, we good on this." Because that shit had that shit had like love song. Had the you remember the song? Um, um. The song with Kelly Rowland on it. Mind games. 
Yeah, Mind Games. It had that on it. It had the it had the, the women's songs on there. I think it had one with Future on it too. Uh, Ring Ring. Yeah, Ring uh, Ring. It had the women's songs on it. It was like Def Jam was like, nah, those songs could have did could have been good singles, but I don't know. I don't work for Def Jam. They got Logic now, so they good. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick Ross ends up having one of his biggest moments performing, performing uh, the track "Rich Forever" with John Legend out in Summer Jam 2010. Another no, Summer Jam 2012. I'm sorry. One of those moments that end up making Rick Ross a huge star. Yeah. Now from that, you drop "God Forgives I Don't." Um, I think. The time that ended up getting pretty critiqued as far as those who liked it and didn't like it. I like God Forgives I Don't for the most part. There's a lot of good music on God Forgives That I Don't that you can revisit. Yeah, that's a good album. And then from there, uh, 2013, he drops a couple singles, No Games with Future Out. It's kind of, I don't know, games. Box Chevy was hard to me. Um, Mastermind <laughs> drops in 2014. I liked Mastermind a lot. Mm, mastermind i liked it but it was like it was like a step down but it's not as much as a step down as um um hood billionaire hood billionaire billionaire was just like all right we're kind of going in a different area now and then he drops um uh he drops black market i didn't like the black dollar mixtape black market i don't really revisit too much outside of like maybe maybe two three songs yeah. And then he cleans it up with "Rather You Than Me," a very strong and color, last color album that he has. Hard on that. Say it again. Color money was hard on. Um, oh, on um, Black Market. Yeah, when he's going at, I think he was going at Drake on there. Um, Drake wasn't on it, but he had a line about he had a line about Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had like a several songs on there where he's going at Drake because it was around the time when um Drake he's trying to stand up for me. <laughs> yeah. And then he ends up he ends up opening. Uh, rather you than me with man. I told him, I told me, don't talk to Niggy. I'm like, did you? Yeah, you tell, yeah, Rick Ross is all over. I love that album, Rather You Than Me. Yeah, that album was hard. Like, yeah, good project. I feel like it was slept on. Like, uh, it, 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 it met, he messed it up because he dropped like the top of the year. Mm-hmm. And usually, when people drop albums at the top of the year, it kind of get like forget, forgotten. And yeah. I feel like that's what happened to that album because that album was. It was like really good. I feel like it would have made more noise if he would have dropped it in the summer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were waiting for brand new Ross. And right now we are waiting for Port of Miami 2 to come out. Yeah. Um, I think you're gonna do it the right way this time. Yeah, ho- yeah. Ho- um, hopefully, I like I like I like Port of Miami a lot. But if they do, if he does a part two and does um, uh, make it tries to make it as theatrical as how he tried to make Port of Miami and having that large theatric Miami 305. Dope dealer type of sound. I'd I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I missed that Ross right there because he he got on like the the mafia um wave. Yeah, the um, mafia boss. We need that. We need that. Um, that Trilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah you get you get that on Trilla. You get that on deeper than rap. Yeah, we need we need that. He need to go back to the old voice. We sound like he was out of breath in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> hopping off, hopping off, um, Bridget. hopping off the, uh, hopping off the bridge. <laughs> Long don't make a song with R. Kelly. I <laughs> nah, nah, uh, hope he's, I hope he's done with R. Kelly. I hope he's done with R. Kelly going forward. Uh, get R. Kelly out of here, man. Let's go. Uh, number four, somebody that made a song with R. Kelly on their debut album, uh, Future. Future, like it's. It's future, nigga. <laughs> yeah, future. Future being in the top four is a very large credit to what he has done for the 2010s 
very large amount of influence, really good projects from when he had started in 2010. I believe Dirty Sprite dropped, I want to say summer of 2010. And then you have many of the mixtapes that you might only hear from those who live in Atlanta and were able to appreciate a lot of the things that happened with these mixtapes. Mixtapes being Streets Calling, True Story. Yeah, I didn't um, become a Future fan until 2011 when he dropped um, True Story. Mm -hmm. That's when I was on the Future wave. Yeah, True Story. I got put on a True Story by one of my boys that I used to play Xbox with. And he would always be quote, well, he would always used to quote songs from True Story, but he would always yell a line off free bricks and just yell, I got more ammo, then give it a read this. And I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. And I ended up, <laughs> and I, and I ended up playing free bricks with, with Gucci and Future. I knew of I knew a future from racks and I knew a future from a, a small amount, but I've never played a full project from future so i ended up with free bricks I, I i like i liked free bricks free bricks doesn't get a lot of again doesn't get a lot of conversation as far as biggest future projects when you start ranking all of them but true story large amount of classics on true story streets calling a lot of classics on streets calling and those end up being the two projects that he he he, he cherry picks a lot of those amazing records on and makes pluto his debut album yeah I didn't really fuck with that album like that. I like the um the deluxe version, Pluto 3D. Mm -hmm. I like that one better. That one got my on it. It got a couple of it got some. <laughs> mine, other, was, mine was hilarious. Yeah, he got a, he got some fire on Pluto 3D. Mm -hmm. And then he um he went on to did he drop a mixtape in? He had to drop a mixtape in between that. Uh, FBG the movie came out 2013 after Black. Pluto. Mark McGuire. Yep, he <laughs> had. Uh, 2013 was also No Sleep with DJ Esco. Damn, I haven't heard that in forever. No Sleep is No Sleep is one of those ones that you revisit and they're like, damn, they got this record on there? They got this record on there? That used to be on Apple um, Music. Yeah. Yeah. Esco had it out as just an album with a lot of the, the exclusive future tracks that they had had on there and ended up having shit remixed with Drake on it when he disses, um, when he has that line against Kendrick. But yeah. Feeding up to that goes into 2014 when he drops Honest. Honest being uh, honest, from what I have seen, another one of those things that are kind of like 50-50. Either you like it a lot. Yeah, very polarizing. Or you My don't favorite. or you don't like it at all. Yeah. Um, a lot of people around when the time Honest came out, I think a lot of people was counting Future out. Yeah, Future, Future was still getting – it took a while. Future was still getting roasted outside of the south outside of florida atlanta a lot of the southern areas that listened to future there might have been a small amount of 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 of, of listeners outside of that that really fuck with future west coast fuck with future and things like that but there were still a lot of the the side remarks the sneering the oh y'all listen to this uh y'all listen to this mumble shit blah 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 <laughs> all those all those all those type of side remarks that, that future used to get Yo, them green ass New York niggas had to say, man, we listen to a future out here, man. Fuck what you heard. Exactly. It wasn't until, in my opinion, it wasn't until Monster dropped of October 2014 yeah. that people started really paying attention and started looking at the different types of records that Future could make. You had you had you had Future on pop mm -hmm. records already. He already did songs with Miley Cyrus. Uh 
had love song with Rihanna. He did the pop lane already. But as far as this like dark, ignorant, uh, he had he had records on there that you could celebrate. He had records on there that you could sulk and just be completely sad. Monster is something that I hold to my heart as probably my favorite future record. Yeah, Monster saved his career. Yeah. It started a whole bunch of different things, not only for Future, started many different lanes for Metro Boomin and for DJ Esco as well. Southside also. Yep, and Southside. Um, Can we be honest about um, Metro Boomin on that album? Because a lot of people like to give Metro Boomin credit for Monster. But if you look at the credits, a lot of the Metro Boomin beats was stuff he did with Southside. I think mm-hmm. Southside Southside was the and the 808 Mafia. Yeah. I think they were the MVPs for that um mixtape. I think yeah. people people like to get a credit to Metro, but I nah, it should have been Southside. And because even if you look like he, Metro didn't do none of them beats by himself, they was all collabs. Yeah, he he ends up getting the credit for it because of course Monster was executive produced by Metro, but Narden B did throwaway, very big popular record on Monster. Yeah. Um Southside DJ Spins did fuck up some commas. Shout out to DJ Spins. Um, my, 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 my Savages. Will Fool did that. My Savages. Yeah. Um, my, 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 TM TM did uh TM did Codeine Crazy. So Metro Booming gets a lot of the credit, but there's a lot of 808 Mafia that is on here that blew up the different names that exist in 808 Mafia as well. So Metro Metro could share that with 808. Yeah, a lot of people give it to Metro, but. Um, I think Metro Boom is overrated, but that's another topic for another day. But oh shit, you want to get into the Metro bag? <laughs> nah, because we'll be here about two more hours. I feel like Metro is overrated. I feel like his best beats are collapse he did with other people. All right, well from well from there, Esco gets locked up. Um, you've heard the story that he tells on No the Meetings. Yep, he yep, he gets locked up. He does fifty six nights. He does beast mode. Um. Produced pretty much all brand new records that he had to do, and all of that that three mixtape period that blows up Twitter and starts giving people a lot more respect for Future's name. That leads into DS2, which you can literally feel the ground shake when DS2 comes out on the timeline. Uh, in my car, everybody was. Very, very ready. I purchased I purchased DS2 on day one because in my head, if this is the one period, the best period in Future's career where it's like, all right, let's blow Future's numbers up so crazy that they have to start giving him respect outside of just being this turn-up rapper that can make some melodies and make a couple of hits for DJ Khaled. <laughs> that ended up doing a very good amount the first week for Future was like, what, 140, 140, 150K? And there's literally classics upon classics of DS2. I like to think of it as just the culmination of all three mixtapes. Yeah, that, that was a moment right there, DS2. Yeah. yeah, you have thought it was a drought. I saw the bass on there, little ones on there, stick talks on there, rotations on there, despite the controversial, <laughs> the problematic-ass line that's on rotation. Uh, Blow a Bag is on there. I love Blow a Bag. Rich Sex is on there, Blood on the Money, Blood on the Money being very, very quality Zaytoven. Um, and then you have the, the bonus tracks, the bonus tracks of the, the best tracks from the mixtapes, Trap Niggas, Real Sisters, and the hit, Fuck Up Some Commas, 
and so on and so forth. I loved DS2, and it's going to be an album that I remember a lot from this decade. Yeah, DS2, man. I still remember when that shit came out, man. It was um, it leaked actually, and niggas was listening to the leak, and like I remember listening to the leak, and like I was just listening, I was listening to that shit on the way to Walmart. Mm. <laughs> I was like, when this shit dropped tomorrow, I'm copying it. Yep. I'm copying it, man. You had you had to have a physical. Bitch, you ain't gonna get no extra. Oh dear God. <laughs> Nigga put the bass boost verse. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't gonna get oh, let me stop that real <laughs> Please, please, please play the I'm only human after that, just so that <laughs> nobody gets us out of here. It's Pride Month and you playing that. Come I on, can't dog. I can't play it because we'll Google Hangouts, they're gonna take it down. <laughs> I can't play that. Cause I, I, I remember one time we was doing Google Hangout, I played the only human and they flagged. And they they <laughs> they flagged the fuck out of the episode. I was like, I can't even play it. Uh now from there you have uh many different records from future that that um get debated get debated as far as the importance purple rain evil uh there's a I hate evil man i can't believe niggas like that i fuck with i fuck with evil that might be his, niggas fuck with evil? that's the only one that's the only one out of his like mixtapes like after like after like post monster that i don't like i like everything else i do not like evil okay the 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 purple rain debate can you can you choose a side as far as purple rain because people either purple rain fucking sucks or you know what purple rain is really not as bad as people say i didn't, it is. I'm I didn't on that side yeah i didn't like purple rain at first but like i listened to it more purple rain is pretty good on the mattress is on there perky's Collins on there purple rain the track wicked's on there he ends up putting on evil i fuck a, i fuck a purple rain yeah, know what Purple Rain remind me of, and people probably not gonna feel me on this. It's like Future's version of like Albert Anastasia to me. Ah, okay. Just having those different types of uh, he had he had he had different vibes. He had a lot of different vibes yeah. on Purple Rain. Yeah, that was like that was his Albert to me. Mm-hmm. It's like post album where he was like trying some new shit out. Yeah, but like only one only project I didn't like out of like post Monster was um Evil. Evil. That's only one I like. Well, after Evolve, that comes uh, was a Project ET with Esco, but I, I guess that's not a future record. I guess that's more of an Esco record, despite Future yeah. being all over there. But that leads to 2017, where he drops Future, Future and Hendrix. Hendrix classic. Hendrix, I like a lot. Future, Future ended up getting the 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 lower critique compared to what Hendrix had got. Uh, when future. it had dropped, but there's a good there's good records on future. I might be the only nigga ever that don't like Draco. I hate Draco. Uh, it's not it's not one of my it's not one of my favorites on future. I, I love not. good dope. I love high demand. Um, I love Fez did a sweep. Everybody loves Fez, Fez did a sweep. Did a sweep. Yeah. Uh, I'm so groovy. I like. Man, um, niggas love Draco. I remember I used to like tweet this like all the time. I used to be like. Future's been out for four weeks now, and Draco's still garbage. And niggas, <laughs> and niggas, niggas be out here. let me shut your bitch ass up. Shut the fuck up. I like, hey man, Draco's still garbage, man. Oh shit! And then he ends the he ends his run throughout the year. I don't know if he drops. Oh well, he is actually dropping something pretty soon. But um, the last two prizes he had dropped, Beast Mode Two, that 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 had got a good first day um, uh, critique on the timeline, and Future Hendrix presents uh, the Wizard. I didn't. I didn't revisit the wizard as much as I thought that I was going to revisit the wizard, but it's cool. 
Yeah, that's my top five albums. We're gonna get into that. That's on my top five list for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. all in all, future one of the biggest, most important pieces of rap um throughout this decade, whether or not you'd like to admit it. Yeah. Yeah, niggas not gonna like it, but it's true. Even the legends respect them. Jay Nas, all the legends respect future, man. Yeah. Yeah. Go, 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 go take a lit, go take a look at the amount of things that he has done for other artists, things that he's done for himself. It's really it's I won't say it's something that is underrated because right now future is a huge, huge star in rap, and he's pretty much to the point where anything that he drops is going to get that immediate listen. Um but it's something that I think people will look back at a lot more when they're, say, a top rappers of the 2020s and remember the run that he had had throughout this decade. Man, I still remember when I was at South by Southwest and I was at the Fader Fort and this nigga Future came out of nowhere and this nigga performed Karate Chop. The did the, did yeah. the fucking stage implode? Yeah, no, the, the shit blew up, bro. <laughs> That shit was crazy, man. He did Karate Chop. And then next thing you know, Diddy came out of nowhere. Because it was a French Montana set. Yeah. The future came out of nowhere. This nigga did Karate Chop. He did the, he almost, he did Mark McGuire. He did a bunch of shit. Then Diddy came out of nowhere. I was like, man, this shit crazy. I would have loved seeing. Well, I saw Future at Roots Picnic. He only performed for like 15, 20 minutes and then dip. I want to say there's somewhere else that I saw Future, but I can't remember. Yeah, you probably saw him um, at um, Art Basel. <laughs> did I? No. I, we, I was about to say, if I did, damn, why don't I remember that shit? Yeah, too much drugs, man. No, nah, we did see <laughs> um, we did we did see Soldier Boy up there, man. That shit was still crazy. A legend. A fucking legend. And we, and we was up close. If he would have dropped Pretty Boy Millionaires, he would have been on this list with Lil B. But, oh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Pretty Boy Millionaires, too. I'm sorry. He already dropped Pretty Boy Millionaires. I ain't hear that shit. You never heard Pretty Boy Millionaires? Nah, I'm saying I n- never heard two. You said two, right? Oh no, no, no. He didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't get the chance to drop two. But if he would have oh. dropped two, actually, we should have put him on top ten just for Juice mixtape. I should have thought about that. Yeah, it's Juice was a classic, man. <laughs> or Bernard Arnault mixtape. <laughs> he had a bunch of shit. Like he had a bunch of like dope shit. Like a bunch of mixtapes. Yeah. I, he had the song with Big Sean, Love Money. Yeah. He had the one-up mixtape. Soulja Boy had a moment. I forgot what year that was, but he had like a moment where he was that, dropping that, like, Yeah, that was like 2011. He was dropping like fire mixtapes like every three weeks. You know when he got in trouble when he hopped on YouTube and he was like, fuck the FBI and fuck all the army troops. I'm like, this nigga's about to get lynched. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, that joke. Yeah, like the troops look... The troops was dropping like diss tracks on Soldier Boy. Yeah, I don't our, know where he was. Members were hopping up on Twitter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a twenty year old. I'm a twenty year veteran, and I just don't appreciate the way Soldier Man had talked about fuck all the troops. We've done a lot for his country. And I was just like, oh, he's about to get so much shit. But he ended up hero stepping it, so fuck it. But um, next on the list, we got um. I gotta respect this, man. I'm not the biggest Cole fan. I'm not listen, listen. I'm not a I'm not a Cole hater like most of you niggas. I don't be like Cole making me sleepy, bro. Be, that that I'll is on, the, I'll be on that the shit. Corniest shit that is on Twitter.com. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm not the 
biggest Cole fan. I don't hate Cole. It's just I don't really like him as much as everybody else. I did like the Forest Hill album. I like that a lot. And that's probably about it. Yeah, we've we had a quality conversation on the placement of uh, we on the on the placement of, of J. Cole when we felt like top three was a pretty good um area for him to put because he was not going to go over number two and um number one. Now the debate was whether or not we can put people in front of that. But I feel like J. Cole, despite all of the jokes that you might be able to get all about J. Cole, has had a very good story and the music to back things up for his position throughout this decade. I really appreciate those who can listen to J. Cole and actually have a good critique on some of the things that he says or maybe some of the things that he does because you can't lie there's there's many different projects there's different areas that j cole has where he might come off a little bit uh a little bit odd a little bit corny and that's yeah. and that's and that's and that's understood from time to time that's not necessarily my sentiment as well as the rest of us who had decided to put j cole at number three because his story ends up starting in 2010 a uh, few months removed from dropping the warm up in 2009, and I did, I did love his um, first couple mixtapes. I did love warm up. Mm -hmm. And 2010 was just a large amount of bubbling, a lot of hype for J Cole and what is going to happen with him going forward and who's he going to sign to. Then the thing happens with Rock Nation. He drops Friday Night Lights in 2010, which is a mixtape that I liked a lot from Cole and did a lot for his position in that mixtape area and creating more of that hype towards his debut. Uh, premeditated Murders on there, Looking for Troubles on there, Love Me Not, Two-Face. Um, he ends up cherry picking in the morning with Drake and putting that on his debut. Uh, back to the topic. Literally songs that he can do a decade from now. He's done, I think he did Back to the Topic out at uh, his concert, the, the Dreamville Fest or whatever it was called. These are songs that he likes a lot and has the opportunity to perform them. I feel like Friday Night Lights was a very good project from him into 2010 going into 2011, which was his debut album. Now, his debut album ends up getting critiqued from fans as well as himself after he led it with a single of Workout. And he has a conversation from Nas, and Nas was like, "He could he he hit the uh, he hit the uh, Patrice O'Neal from uh, Player Haters Ball." And I was like, "Man, you corny!" <laughs> and Cole and Cole was just like, oh. "Did that really happen?" Because I know that let Nas down song, but did Nas really get out of here, get him out of here? Nas can't really talk. I love I love for <laughs> I love for Nas to hear that. Nas drop you only. Uchi Wally. Come on, man. Nas, you did the same shit. Even though that 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 workout was ass. That was like terrible. Yeah, but he ends up having uh well, he took lights please from two years past, put that on the album. Can't get enough Trey songs, big single for him. Nobody's perfect, big single for him. And then he has many of the other tracks, God's Gift, Breakdown, Lost Ones was another old song that he had put on the debut. So it's almost like it's almost like fan favorites as, as far as trying to uh, appease to his older fans. But Cold World Sign Life Story is not one that um i revisit too much when i think with j cole yeah, that wasn't yeah as much hype as j cole was getting that wasn't really a good debut mm -hmm. that wasn't 
I don't know. I don't know if the label got in his ear. I don't know because he don't rock nation and they don't really be fucking with people like that. Um, I'm not sure why that album sounded like that because people was hearing um anyone his mistake called a come up, right? Uh the warm-up. The warm-up. And then come up, come up was from come up was from uh oh seven. Yeah, the, the come up was the first tape I've ever heard. Cause my homie, um, um, my homie Ike put me onto that shit, and that was like right after we graduated from high school. And I graduated high school 07. so yeah. that was like right around the time when he heard when I heard J Cole for the first time. I heard the come up, and then I heard the warm up. Of course, that's when like everybody was on his music, and then like you hear like um the uh, what's the next one? Did you say you said Friday Night Lights? Um, uh, yeah. I be forgetting cold mixtape names on Friday Night Lights. Once you hear like them three, like them, like he was rapping his ass off, and then you hear that, you hear that debut album, you're like, oh, come on, man. But he he did the um the next album was okay. The um Born Center, that was okay. That was an okay album. It was in it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, there were a lot of things that went into Born Center as far as not dropping too many things in 2012. And then taking 2013 to hype up Born Center in the first place and dropping that YouTube video of having that. He, he drops the idea of pretty much the concept of Born Center at the beginning of 2013 and has the video with the, uh, with the piano and that nice sample and you start getting hyped for it. And then he drops um, various different mixtapes on uh, live mixtapes. He had the, both renditions of Truly Yours. Uh, I can't remember the other one that he had with Michael Jordan on the cover, but it was like three tracks. But he ends up dropping small things as Born Sinner starts getting worked upon and worked upon. And then he announces the June 25th date and sees that Kanye is about to drop Yeezus on the 18th. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll drop, I'll drop same day as Kanye. And then that becomes the big, oh, shit, what's going to happen between Yeezus and Cole? And people started giving props to Cole for going up against Kanye West and an album drop of that of that, of that that time. And I, and, I, and I like Born Center a lot. Power Trip was a record when I was in my, when I was in my sad boy shit in 2013. <laughs> uh, Runaway, I, I like. Power Trip was hard. Yeah, Power Trip, Power Trip was nice. Um, what else? She Knows. Uh, da, 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 da. Christmas Mile was all right. Christmas Mile was all right. Born Center, the title track of Font Leroy, Miss America, a single that he had went with earlier uh, in the uh, process of Born Center. Sparkle Flies and Aika, one of the bonus tracks on the Deluxe. Born Center was cool. Born Center was cool. I don't, I don't revisit it too often. There's some tracks that I like to play. Runaway is a track that I like to, to that I like to revisit. Uh, but I'm not running Born Center front to back. Yeah, it's just it's like one of them things where you're like, damn, I haven't heard Born Center in a little bit. Let me listen to that shit. And you just run it. It's not a bad album. Yeah, the problem. I'm, prop- I'm not running back sideline story ever. Yeah, the the props that he gets from Born Center puts him in a position where he starts realizing who he is as a rapper and realizes he don't really have to do the shit that he did as far as tap dancing on. On, well, I won't say that's a little bit. That's a little bit. That's a little bit. Disrespectful. That's, a little bit that's a little bit disrespectful. He doesn't have to go through the hoops. He doesn't have yeah. to go through the hoops that he went through inside line story to get an album off. He knows who he is as an artist. He knows who he is as a rapper, and has a fan base solid enough that he could start doing things on his own. Now, in between you, that, story, real quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. You think sideline story sounded like that because he felt that Drake pressure? Um. I feel like he would have felt that J pressure more than he would that Drake pressure. 
because Jay is more than likely going to look at things and start saying, yo, you can rap and that's cool and all, but you're going to need hits. Okay. That makes sense. Now, would, would, would he, uh, did he go deep into a Drake bag? I'm not hundred percent sure, but I felt like he felt that Drake pressure. Drake, tried, Drake was killing it at the time. Yeah. And Kendrick was on his heels too. Mm-hmm. But from what he received in born center, he starts doing more things a lot more his way. Throughout the decade, he had his Dollar in a Dream tours where he does many things that are fan-oriented and keeping his fans happy and keeping them in the know with his music, what's going on with his creation process, and so on and so forth. A big thing that is important with keeping your fans up to date in today's day and age because the decade of the 2000s, it wasn't until very late that you started getting that type of media that you can be as vocal as you want with your fans. Once Twitter started getting really hot and rappers started getting on there and started pushing their projects on there the way that they do um, all day now. But that leads into the end of 2014, the very, very end of 2014, where he drops 2014 Forest Hills Drive and states he doesn't do a lot of promo for it at all. Drops a little promo package and says, yo, this shit is coming out in two weeks. And I hold 2014 Forest Hills Drive at the top. I don't know if I hold it as number one, but it's 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 definitely top two as far as things that I appreciate a lot from j cole in this decade yeah i love that album and that's coming from me that's like i'm not really a huge j cole fan that album was like really good like i feel like anybody i like that album yeah what yeah wet dreams gets roasted whatever you can think it's yeah, corny. Was, uh, yeah, yeah i understand it was corny but it's st the album's still amazing yeah january 28th 03 adolescence fire squad um mm. hello love yours Central Pay was hard. Yep, Central Pay, Tale of Two Cities goes crazy when he performs it. I went to the Forest Hills tour when he did it. Very good project for J. Cole. Now, um, this <laughs> begins the meme for Cole where he starts booty getting... Talk. Say it again? Booty talk. The booty talk. <laughs> not not the porn booty talk, but booty talk. Because that's because didn't... um. What came next? Oh, for the next album, I was going to say this is start when the memes start happening when he starts getting a lot of acclaim for this album. Oh, and a lot of Cole fans jump on and say uh, he's going platinum. This is when all yeah. the the corny Cole fans came in. I won't say corny; they're they're, they're a Peter fan, but they came on a oh, little bit just to no get the features. meme. Yeah, yeah, they just get the meme off. It's like ah, platinum with no features, and I don't Shout know if Cole to, appreciated that. But the Kevin Gates also went platinum with no features. Nobody talks about. Yep. <laughs> the campaign gates but the, all of that lets him fall back for a little while appreciate what he's been able to do in 2014 forest hills drive and that leads into for your eyes only mm -hmm. which i don't have any favorites on i have not hit no. the little heart on any of these i listened to for your eyes only and i was like what did i just listen to <laughs> that's that one we talking about folding clothes and shit and then they were like, you got to understand it from the aspect of he's rapping about his dead friend. And this is his tribute to him. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But I'm all right. I won't I, I won't I won't revisit this again. And the, the bad the worst thing about Four Eyes Only is he hyped us up with the False Prophets track. And this is Kanye. And I'm like, oh, we're about to get he. 
and then he drops everybody dies and he disses Uzi, Yachty, all of them rappers. I'm like, all right, that's corny. I like where you're going with Kanye. Everybody dies. You can keep the little whatever diss. Give me more false prophets. And then for your eyes only jobs. I'm like, all right, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't like that lane. He was going and dissing, dissing the littles. That's corny, man. And then he and then he pretty much doubles up on that with KOD. Drops a very heavy hearted video of all the kids are on drugs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, KOD, KOD ends up being an OK on me. I just thought the message that he tried to deliver with KOD was very, very heavy handed. But at this point, I never even heard that shit. Even in his album cover, holding the crown, he knows where he is in his position in rap and what certain things fans will say to keep him in that position, whether or not they're being completely problematic as far as advancing rap. I thought it was funny once Cole started putting Thug on his tour and everybody started getting confused. Yeah. But I'm looking his, forward to his, his fans was like acting weird on that shit. They were like, Yeah, exactly. I'm not showing up till Thug gets off the stage. Like, okay. Good right, for you, right, bro. Yeah, good shit. You might have missed the most cool. fire part of the fucking show. Good job. Cool, my guy. So, yeah, all, all in all, you started seeing the growth of a guy that found his voice from literally rapping to Jay-Z when he was walking out of Hot 97 to being an artist that really knows the power that he has in his voice and his words. So, J. Cole, very comfortable at number three for us. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get it number two. My favorite rapper, man, Kendrick Lamar. Shout out, to, shout out to Big Kendrick. I think I've seen Kendrick perform at least 10 times before. My biggest regret with Kendrick Lamar is not going with Shaq. And I don't know if Shaq is listening right now, but shout out to Shaq. I really regret not going to Black Friday when he was out here in Florida in 2011 when he was still performing songs from OD and he was still performing songs from Section 80. Two projects that I really, really love from Kendrick Lamar at the beginning of this decade. The one that I like more than the other, of course, being overly dedicated because this is just something that puts me in such a positive mood when I remember hearing Kendrick Lamar for the first time. First time I seen Kendrick Lamar was at South by Southwest. I forgot what year it was. This is when Kendrick Lamar LP came out. Mm-hmm. And he did, I forgot what song. He did a bunch of songs. And it's funny, it's just funny looking back because when he performed, it was kind of like, it was kind of a little, little bit, a bunch of people in, a little bit of people in there. But then like once he got off stage, it started getting packed and then like Casey Veggies performed. Yeah. And then like Dom Kennedy performed. It was like shoulder to shoulder when Dom Kennedy performed. Then you just see like where Kendrick at now compared to like I ain't gonna say these I ain't gonna say they like fell he definitely, off. He de- he definitely grew like up weird. around a lot of different peers. Yeah, he definitely grew up around a lot of different peers and like eclipsed scheme scheme and shit. Yeah. Eclipsed a lot of them as far as the things that he has been able to do um with his mixtapes, his involvement with Dr. Dre, all the hype that went into the creation of Good Kid Mad City in general, and then that dropping and I still feel like people went a little bit too far from the 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 moment, the 24 hours that it dropped, immediately comparing it and saying it's the best album since Illmatic. I think that was a little bit over. <laughs> but uh, I'll let people feel how they want to feel about that critique of Good Kid, Mad City, and Illmatic. I bought Good Kid, Mad City on day one, and oh, I love that album. That was amazing. I was very appreciative of what Good Kid, Mad City did for rap this decade. 
Um, 2013 starts going into the beef with Drake and what they did in BT, and then Control happened, and that's when the internet just got so fucking annoying when it came to discussing Kendrick Lamar. But when you look at it outside of the aspect of people just getting uh, shock jock takes off and just completely ignoring everything that is in Kendrick, his music after control has really spoke for the the impact and a lot of the large things that has happened in Kendrick's career since then to Pimba Butterfly going to be high on our album list I will not spoil where it is on our top 10 albums of the of the 2010s but to Pimba Butterfly very very big for Kendrick Lamar I wasn't I kind of stayed away from it a little bit at the time just due to the fact that people were using to pimp a butterfly as damn near an AR-15 to just shoot down everything that Drake had going on with if you're reading this, it's too late. So that ended up being a Drake and a Kendrick beef. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to yeah. listen to this shit on an obvious time. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't like when that album came out. Like, I like the, the album's okay. I don't like it as much as much pe most people. But people was trying to make that like a Black Power album, and that album was nothing about. It was like, a lot. It was a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like they tried to make it like the Black Panther. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like the they tried to make it like seem like it was like fist up. I'm proud to be black, and like that's not what that album was about. They heard all right, Mama and I, and then yeah. just got their combs out and put their fists yeah. in the air, and I was like, you know, it's touching on a lot more deeper things than yeah. just loving being black and that oh god now that i think about it that that review of the pimba butterfly from pharrell birthed the term unapologetically black one of the most a fucking annoying terms that i hear in every single project now going forward yeah like what does that even mean unapologetically black has been if if it's a if it's a really nice r&b album yeah from a black artist, unapologetically black. It's from Beyonce, unapologetically black. Uh, Salons, unapologetically black. Yeah, when I hear unapologetic, unapologetic, whatever that word is, <laughs> when I hear that word, all I see is Issa Rae. Just like walking, she's just, she just like, she's just walking in a field of daisies. Oh, man. She just, See that? So yeah, rooting for everybody black, unapologetically black. I'm like, can we, can we use different terminology for this, please? <laughs> but after that, Untitled Unmastered, and then Damn being the album that goes double platinum for Kendrick Lamar. Um, very, very big year, and 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 even even ends it up getting the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, uh, did for his, that did yeah. Yeah, for his art. So done a lot of positive things for his career, done a lot of positive things for rap in general. I think many people will be very interested in what he has going for the 2020s. And um, got good old damn. Yeah, shout out to damn. Um, we was done with Kendra, right? Yep. All right, let's get into um Drake. And last but not least, good old Drake, man. Last but not I'm least. We, I'm over your amp over here, man. So I'm happy to see Drake number one. Change her out, change her out. I had some, I had, I seen some reply. I'm not gonna put him out. They were like, "Why is Drake even on here in the first place?" If I made the list, Tierra Whack would be on there. Uh, I was, I was like, oh, 
tier god yeah. why oh and then another guy oh i put uh i put vince staples i put earl sweatshirt i'm like for the fucking decade Damn. y'all hate y'all 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 don't like drake so much them niggas ain't gonna be my top 20. y'all don't like drake so much that <laughs> you was, uh, it's just it just uh where's you big mensa if some yo, if somebody would have, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a, it's just amazing the type of things that people do. Feel free to critique Drake the way that you would like to, but this decade was very huge. People act so weird towards Drake. It's just like when when Pusha T dropped a diss song on him. It's just like people like like do you hate the man or what like. Anytime he drops something, people just act weird. They're like, man, this shit trash. Mm-hmm. But then they say, no, that shit sell like three billion albums. The and then, and then like, somebody like that shit, obviously. The, the kicker, two years later, huh? You know what? I think we had a, I think, I think we gave, uh, if you're reading, it's too late, a little bit of a hard time because this is one of his better projects. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You were on the timeline roasting it for months. Yeah, months. You- Views wasn't that bad. Like nigga, shut up. I uh, yo, 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 yo. If so, if people would have gone and be like, you know what? Maybe we're a little bit harsh on views. I would be like, you know what? Get me off of here. Get me off of here. 2010, he comes in still holding the hype of 2009 and so far gone. People are literally waiting, waiting, waiting for his debut album. Thank me later drops. Um, how can I describe? the vibe how can i describe what had happened when thank me later dropped it was a good setup to summer 2010 and you can have your favorite records on there but he still despite even in 2019 people still thinking he's some 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 corny got white guy that gets some some corny guy that not corny white guy some corny mixed guy that gets played uh from time to time uh it was a lot more prevalent in thank me later in that era didn't like that album i have karaoke i have the resistance i have shut it down i have find your love as some of my favorites but works off of there but a big record for drake as far as putting him in that pop star status and of course putting him as one of the faces of rap for this decade now 2010 Finishes and he has his Lucy's that drop. He drops Made Men with Rick Ross, so he's starting getting a little bit more of a harder bag. Summer of 2011 happens and he drops Dreams Money Can Buy, Trust Issues, Club Paradise, Free Spirit. Four records that people hold very close when talking about Drake's quality rapping and his quality run. And that leads to Take Care, Take Care. Still debated whether or not it's a classic. I like to think it's a classic. What happened? I'm laughing at you because uh I've had this conversation on Twitter. I really don't really fuck with take care like that. You don't like take okay, okay. So if you don't like take okay, care- put okay, put it this way. When take care first came out, I thought it was okay. And then I try to listen to it now. I can't really listen to it like that. It's just it's, it's too sappy. It's too long. Um, I just didn't. I didn't like that era of Drake. It's just like I understand, like he he like the sound he was trying to go with. He tried to make it like a really dark album. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like um, 
Because you know most niggas say the weekend ghost wrote that album. For four, yeah, can we get this clear? Four or five records. Yeah. Please don't listen to the weekend stating that uh and, and misconstrue that quote and say, oh, he wrote the whole album. Can we please not? Yeah, I didn't really um I like Drake mixtapes and whatnot. I didn't really, really fuck with Drake, even though Drake is like Kendrick Lamar is my favorite rapper right now. Mm-hmm. And Drake is like one my favorite one of my favorite artists. I, I love um Drake, Future, and Young Thug. Like I think they're like the three best is like artist-wise. And dropping music is out of the mainstream dudes. Yeah. But it's just like I didn't really start like dialing in on Drake until um until he dropped um nothing was the same. Mm-hmm. I think when he's got his nothing was the same bag and he started doing like more like he he was doing R and B on um take care, but it's just like I didn't like that dark feeling to it. It just didn't it didn't really resonate to me. It had a, it had some dope songs on it, but it's just like I just don't feel it as much as everybody because everybody says take care to is his best album and like it's a classic, but I like I may get shot down for this. I like listening to views more than take care. And like a, and one of the things that was wrong with views was it had too many songs, but yeah. the songs that were good on views were amazing. Yeah, views views was a big part of my summer of of, of, of twenty sixteen. So I'm not necessarily mad at the at at, at listening to views a lot more than take care i feel like take care just has a little bit more of a nostalgia factor for me that i would not put it over views but views gets rated for me as being a project that got a little bit too shitted on just based on everything that was going on with the beef of meek mill as well as the hype of views at that time being called views from the six being this monumental album that was going to that was pretty much being illustrated to be his magnum opus. Yeah. But from that, from 2012, we started getting nothing was the same. And 2014, all the different um, tracks that he has in between that days in the East draft day, girls love Beyonce zero to 100, all those really good songs that you like to hear is Lucy's. If you're reading this, it's too late comes out in 2015, a mixtape that's supposed to go out with DJ drama. And I like listening to if you're reading a lot more than other Drake projects. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Miss Satan. Um, Madonna. Um, what's the other song on it? I love I love start. I, I can literally start from legend going into energy, going yeah, to the 10 bands, going to know yourself. Yeah, know, when know yourself dropped crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you have Preach, Now and Forever, another one of those RB records that he can still do now, but it just feels a lot more stronger and hits home a lot harder than i guess you would say the take care r&b could and that shit came out of nowhere too niggas was like i remember when that shit dropped because it was like it was like after midnight like on friday and they yeah were like, they were like hey this what's this nigga drake doing on soundcloud and they say you know <laughs> they say you know you seen some tracks uploading on soundcloud oh, they say you know that shit they say that shit was on apple music They're like well hold up what mm-hmm. is this Yeah, I had to stop. I think I was at work when that shit dropped because I was working overnight then. Like, nigga, I was in I was in work zone out listening to that Drake. But again, another one of those projects that that, that people use as something to step over when it comes to praising Kendrick. And I thought that 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 was unfortunate, but it was whatever. Summer of 2015 starts going into the beef with Meek Mill and you got charged up and back to back. Mm -hmm. 2016 becomes views and the entire debacle with that. Um 
4 p.m. in Calabasas happens when Diddy starts stealing on him outside Miami. <laughs> um, end of 2016 happens with the two birds, one stone, and the entire Cuddy controversy that happens with that. Summer 16, sneaking with 21 Savage. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did not like about views, and I still do not like about views, but it is, it is, there's nothing that I can do with it at this point. Taking popcorn off controller, I did not like, but it is what it is. Um, more live drops 2017, then 2018, the the beef with Kanye West and Pusha T and going into Scorpion. Many Scorp different things are said about Scorpion and his rewriting. All large amounts of hype, hey, we, large we, amounts of hype. But we 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 a Scorpion B side fan over here. A B side fan. Oh, I, I, I love Scorpion B side. I was heavy B, and I was like a hey, week until I started giving a more of an appreciation like when i heard elevate i'm like man skip this shit but then i started going back to elevate and i'm like you know what it ain't that bad is there more is on there uh mob ties is on there yeah i still want a full eight out of ten we might not ever hear the full eight out of ten at all but this entire decade has been about the sound of drake the accolades that drake can accumulate and whether or not that is important when it comes to an artist. And just like he says in diplomatic immunity, there's areas where you start having opinions over statistics when it fits your argument. A lot of people will be able to push away the fact that Drake does a fucking billion streams on views and say, oh, well, if that's the case, Taylor Swift's the best rapper in the game and get extra, <laughs> and, and get extra corny with it. But then when damn goes double platinum, it's, Oh, I told y'all best best fucking selling rapper in 2017. I'm like, okay, I see, I see what's going on here. Yeah. What I will say about Drake though, because it's obviously, it's obvious that he's cheating with these uh with these long ass albums, with the streams. He's cheating the system. I feel <laughs> like I feel, yeah, when he dropped like 25 songs, he's clearly cheating the system because he knows the more songs you get, people gonna listen to every single Drake song. So the more songs you have on it. The more streams you get, and mm -hmm. I feel like this is kind of like fucking his um last couple. I like views, I like Scorpion, but I feel like the, if he was to cut them down a little bit, they would have been more um critically acclaimed. Because I feel like his best album to me was Nothing Was the Same, and that might be his shortest album. I believe that song. I believe it was like twelve or thirteen songs. Yeah, around around that, it was, it was, it yeah. was one of the smallest ones, least amount of filler. Uh, due to the fact that he had cut a lot of that out and things segue a lot more smooth because of that in nothing was the same um, due to the fact that he didn't have too many extra tracks that he had packed on, say, when he took a while to tell a very good story in Take Care yeah. or when he had a playlist of 20 plus songs for More Life. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. um. More Life was cool because that was just like a mixtape or whatever. Yeah. I like More Life, even though it was like packed on the songs. It was a mixtape. Like, just do that with your mixtapes then. Like, and then you can sell them for retail because his mixtapes sell a shitload too. Um, I don't think you mentioned What a Time to Be Alive, did you? You probably yeah. did. Well, how you feel about What a Time to Be Alive? Do you, are you anticipating number two? What a time, part two, I feel uh, What a Time to Be Alive, I ended up playing. A lot. That's another one of those projects that just gets shitted on, and it's like, ah, I don't know. It, it wasn't even from a. It wasn't even from a blind hate of Drake 
or a blind hate of future. It was more of a critique from people that just felt like the the uh, coerciveness between both of those two artists could have felt a lot more close than it did as far as just going verse for verse on What a Time to Be Alive. But I didn't necessarily feel that when I listened to What a Time to Be Alive. I loved Live from the Gutter. I loved Digital Dash, yeah. Diamonds Dancing, Scholarships, Plastic Bag. I liked what I liked What a Time to Be Alive. Now yeah. part part two, I don't know what they do for part two, but I'm willing to listen to it. Yeah, I'm feeling I have a feeling part two is gonna be better. I have a feeling they're taking more time on it. I think one of the big gimmicks on um, What a Time to Be Alive was they did it in a week. Yeah. And I feel like some of them songs were it was like okay, but I feel like it was a bunch of songs future like had on Tuck and then Drake just like slapped the verse on it. Mm-hmm. The, they had kind of like announced like it was coming out like maybe like was that two months ago? So like maybe this time around they're gonna take a little bit more time on it. And they realized last time they probably rushed through it. So I have a feeling what a time to be alive too is gonna be a lot better. And that even led to the weird ass video Future had where he's just in the hat and the big ass coat and just saying that it never happened, which is one of the eeriest videos I've ever watched on YouTube. I think he was trolling. <laughs> was yeah. he? Yeah, I think he was he had trolling. To be doing, he had to be doing something because I was just like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I think he was just being an asshole because people were trying to say him and Drake were beefing at that time. Oh, so and he was then, just feeding into it. Yeah, he was feeding into it. Obviously, they didn't beef because they dropped a shitload of music after that. So Yeah, yeah. So it's like they weren't beefing. It was just like I think True Future was just like feeding into it, like you said. So hmm. yeah, that's uh that's everybody. Top ten list. Let me run through the names again. Ten Tyler Creator, nine Kanye West, eight Young Thug, seven Meek Mill, six Nicki Minaj, five Rick Ross, four Future, three J Cole, two Kendrick Lamar, and one Drake. Man, so shout out to y'all, RNC man. Y'all did a real good job on that list. Of course, I said I had couple switcher rules here now to add a Travis Scott, but it is what it is on that. Let's go ahead and do um the top five albums of the year so far. Real niggas of the week and they need to ask me soon we'll get up out of here. So um usually around every year on Random Master Podcast around like June or July we do top five albums of the year so far. And then of course at the end of the year we do top ten with um also honorable mentions. So um, me and Mark just gonna name my top five. We're just gonna go like back and forth, like from five to one. Of course, it's not in order, it's just like what we got. Um, let me do some honorable mentions of like albums that like came and went, in my opinion. I feel like the Solange album came and went. You didn't like the Solange album? No, nah, I did not like the Solange wow. album. Wow. I feel like the offset album came and went. Um it had some oh. good, had some good songs on there. Also, Offset's dropping the the deluxe for that. Also, yeah, he's gonna end up dropping a deluxe, a, a, a deluxe soon for that. So, yeah, felt like the DJ Khaled album came and went. Uh the DJ Khaled album was okay. DJ Khaled album was all right. Two Chains album definitely came and went. That got one listen for me, and I was just like, you know what? That was terrible. Um, some honorable mentions of albums that like were didn't make my list that I thought were good. That Jim Jones album came out last week. I love that album. And this is coming from somebody that really don't really listen to Jim Jones like that. Yeah. But that album is hard. Like the production, everything on that was hard. Yeah, I still gotta listen to that. Yeah. Um, Denzel Curry Zoo, really good. Zoo was hard. I liked Zoo a whole lot. And I was telling Cyrus this shit is hard. Yeah, Zoo's real hard. I had a um had that Florida sound on it. Yeah. Right. Um Shy Glizzy covered in blood. I thought that was good. Okay. Um, Gunna 
Dripper Drown 2. Now, when I first heard it, I didn't really like it like that. Yeah. I hated it. But then I went back. Baby Birkin is like one of the best songs this year. Bro, I love Baby Birkin. Baby Birkin. You fuck with Baby Birkin? Baby, baby, baby Birkin is hard because as many times as I've tried to put Baby Birkin on a playlist, the way that Baby Birkin just sounds as far as like its flow. The it come out of nowhere. Track, like you can't put it, it on a playlist. so hard to match on a playlist. And it sounds so fire. That's the one thing that I appreciate a lot about Baby Birkin. Yeah, it just comes. I would play it, but I'm scared it might get flagged. But yeah, Baby Birkin, one of the hardest songs to come out this year. So I didn't really like Dripper Drown at first, but it's kind of growing on me. Outstanding, crazy, three headed snake. It's 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 it, 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 it grew on me. I ended up liking um, the one that he dropped as a single, One Call, when he was in the fucking water, just floating around and bullshit. I was just like, you know what? This is this is got hard. Speed it up is hard. Speed, speed, up, speed, up, speed up's all right. Speed up's all right. Speed it up is hard, man. It grew on me. I hated it at first, but yeah, Dripper Drown 2 definitely grew on me. Yeah. I had to keep listening to it. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get into the list top fives. Um, I guess I do my I guess I do mine, then we just go back and forth until we get to one. Um oh, oh is, is it gonna be top five in a, in a list, or just we're just gonna name five? Yeah, actually, we just need to name five because I forgot mine ain't in order. Okay, okay. All right, so number five, I go first. Okay. Number five, I got Anderson um Pop Ventura. Okay. I'll number- Matt. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What you about to say? No, I, I thought we were gonna go um uh album for album. Yeah, we'll go album for album. We'll do that. You go ahead then. All right, I'll match that with Dreezy, Big Dreeze. Didn't hear that. Very, very, very good project. Very good project. Uh, I liked I liked her debut. Uh, this one is a really good follow-up. Jacquees is on it. Offset's on it. Cash Doll's on it. If you like Cash Doll with that single, um, it's a good one. Then she have um, ain't a song on there called Aretha or something like that. Yeah, RP Aretha. Okay, I gotta listen to that then, because um, I did hear that Aretha song. Well, I and heard she, like a little bit of it. It's pretty sounding decent. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, and, and, and she flipped where them dolls at. Oh wow! Shout out to that. Yeah, I'm have to. I'm gonna get. Um, I told myself I was gonna start listening to women rappers way more this year. Dreezy is if if you're looking for more to get into, Dreezy is definitely one you should pay attention to. Number four, I got um Young Nudie Slimier. Hard, hard album. So yeah, Slimier was cool. I would I would have loved if he if he kept if he kept Pissy Pamper on it. I thought it was Cardi song. I think it was I think it was Nudie and Cardi, but I guess they couldn't clear it, so he so he so he dropped it. Yeah, they changed it. They took the sample off that shit. Oh, I don't want to hear it with a new beat. I already had PTSD from what they did to Wiz's projects and flipping up and fucking up phone numbers. Yeah, somebody played like a leaked version of it. I don't even know if this shit's official. I'm not gonna run with it. Niggas saying it's official, but I don't know. It was oh, like okay. it, it had like a version with like Uzi, ASAP Rocky. What the fuck? And all that on. I was like, man, come on, bro. Nah, you doing too too much. But all right, you go. Um, I will do, I will do, I will do, I just had it. I just fucking had it. Oh, um, Tyler Creator, Igor. Tyler Creator, Igor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to sit with that album. I got to, I do hashtag, like, um, hashtag sit with that album. <laughs> hashtag smooth. <laughs> I got a, I got, good, 
I got I listened to uh, a boy's a gun. I love that. And yeah. then the song with um it's called Earthquake with Playboy Cardi. Yeah, with Cardi on it. Yeah, I like those two songs. I, I'm gonna sit with it and listen to it, man. I'm not really a big Tyler fan, but it's just like I'm gonna give it a chance. But uh number three, I got future wizard. Future wizard. I will match future wizard with I will match future wizard with ah do i want to pick this i haven't listened to it in a long time but there's such there's a lot of good stuff on this uh i'm not i'm not i'm going to change my mind i'm going to change my mind i'm going to do juice world death race for love juice world haven't heard that i'm gonna be honest i've only heard one juice world song a day in my life and that was um uh that was my room that one yeah, this uh, death 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 race for love has has a good amount of songs. There's it's pretty much an area where he tries to experiment in many different ways. It's a long he has like twenty two tracks on it, but because a lot of these, um, well, there actually isn't a lot that are very short. It's twenty two tracks, so it's a long it's a long listen. But I feel like it's good. I love the cover art on it. Yeah, um, the um, twisted metal cover art. I love that. Since you suggested it, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, I say I, I say give it a listen. If you like, if you like the debut, it's a it's it's a decent listen. Number two, I got Schoolboy Q Crash Talk. I got that as my number two, man. Um, it's a lot of mix of mixed opinions on that. I see a bunch of people saying I have not seen nobody say it was okay. I've seen either seen people say they hate it or they love Crash. It. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of I've kind of been in the middle with Crash Talk. Yeah, I like Crash Talk. Eerie. He got a couple songs on there. He got like Mac Miller doing the ad libs. Mm. Very spooky. <laughs> I was one of like niggas that Mac Miller, and then I look back and like if if you look at the credits, mm. you got like Mac Miller like um credited for like the ad libs and shit. It was pretty de- decent. Oh, that's dope. that's dope. He's making sure he still gets paid. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of different there's a lot of different things uh being talked about as far as Crash Talk as far as the three different albums that he had to uh the three different renditions of Crash Talk that he had before he decided on the final one. That he had submitted, um, the fact that he had to push it back a little bit just off the death of Mac Miller. So I, I, I liked it, but I haven't revisited it in a while. Yeah, it was um, when I listened to it, man. It was at first it was kind of like it's kind of iffy at first, and then like when it started getting to the song with like Twenty One Savage floated, mm-hmm. and then like other shit. All right, yeah, it started picking up. When it started picking up, like yeah, this is good. Then it got water with um, little baby on it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was going to be a hit, but we may see. You had you seen the video of the little girl dancing to it? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised they went. I was surprised they went with floating after this little girl just killed it and got a million of views and plays. I was like, damn, you got to run with that. But he went with floated the next single. I think so. Floating is hard. That song is really hard. But he should have went with water. Yeah. Well, your turn. Um, I am going to match Future Hendrix, the Wizard. I liked it a lot. I liked the interview that he gave with uh in in Apple Music. Um, you can listen to that on FBG Radio, but I like Never Stop, Jumping on a Jet, FNN is hard, uh, Promising That is hard, Stick to the Models is hard, Serving Killer Cam is hard, Going Dummy video. Um, yeah. Enjoyable, enjoyable future project. Yeah, really good, man. But he got he about to drop another one soon, so let's see if this uh, new one is way better than him. I mean, Wizard, but Wizard was really good. Yeah. Um, 
niggas might not fuck with my number one, but with number one, I got Soda Baby Barty or Bounty. Really I, haven't, I haven't got into a Soda Baby bag yet. What's 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 the what's the thing that you like the most about Soda Baby? I just like his I like outrageous bars, man. Um like he say something like he say some a bunch of like outrageous shit, and you be like, damn, that's kind of hard. Like he got um let me pull up some of his shit. Like so I give you like the standout songs to me. Uh let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Just was looking at it. Um, standout songs is like uh horseplay, uh scuba says on game, uh pimp name drip debt, um matumbo, <laughs> dumbass. Honest lunchroom. It's like the hardest. It's like to me the hardest album that came out this year. Like it's just like every song is like real fast paced. Like it's just real good. Like if yeah. if anybody like this that's into like working out and shit like that, cardio, I would definitely play this album during that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh quiet taste. Of course, he's a Detroit rapper, so. You know the Detroit rappers, they got that accent and they got that certain type of beat they rap on. But he he mm-hmm. he's pretty good. Shout out my nigga G Mac. I should put that as my number one. G Mac Cash. G Mac Cash. <laughs> I've heard him. You never heard? You never heard G Mac? That's the forty ball. ball <laughs> what you gonna do with that forty ball? Right, he dropped forty ball. He dropped A B when he was dissing uh, Adrian Broner. Oh, he dropped that was him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was A B. And he got that one song talking about bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be my fucking number one. Uh, what is my number one? I I oh well it actually isn't my number one. None of this is numbered. But Solange, when I get home, I liked a lot. And People are going to look at this. Well, people looked at the Solange album when it dropped and kind of gave it a first listen and immediately thought, okay, it's not a seat of the table and brush it off. But yeah. I really like the approach that Solange had gave to this album. And so far, my revisits from when I get home, maybe not as strong as the song that I have revisited on a seat at the table, but I've definitely ended up playing when I get home already more than I have a seat at the table. Yeah, when I heard first heard that, I was like skipping through and I was like, it was just it just like none of the songs like resonated with me. Like I thought the song with Gucci Man was okay, the song with Playboy Cardi was okay, but it's just like it's just like I wasn't feeling it like a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Seated at the table was hard, man. Of course, I got the best R&B song ever, Crazy some, Sky. Somebody would somebody had posted on Twitter, was like, "All right, about to go play the album," and they played things I imagined, where she's literally just saying, "I saw things I imagined like twenty times." Yeah, like, oh, this shit trash. I'm like, come on, this is just the intro. Come on now, <laughs> God damn, she can't even get the intro off. Yeah, that was yeah. It was. I don't know when it came out. People was like, like, yes. This is good. And Unapologetically like, black. And then yeah, bring, bring that back. Issa Rae bouncing that <laughs> flower field. But uh, like after like when people was hyping it up a week, I haven't really seen nobody talk about it recently. Yeah, it it, it hasn't been it hasn't been something that uh, people have said that they revisited a lot or doing. I'm hoping that people revisit this a lot because I like the southern influence and the bounce that she had um, on when I get home. Does it make a lot of uh, projects of the year for 2019. We'll have to see. 
then it's rumored that she canceled a Coachella performance because she's not really feeling the music like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's the rumor, but I don't, I don't, I doubt that's why. Yeah, it'd be unfortunate if that if that is what it is because again, this is a very good project, and Solange has a bag that she can get into in Coachella. Not only a seat at the table, but there are songs from the True EP. There are songs from um, Saint Hadley. So, True hopefully, EP it wasn't because of that. Yeah, True EP was nice. I love True EP. I seen her perform that at um, Made in America. Yeah, Made in America. Shout out to uh, Solange, but yeah. Did I say St. Hadley? I've been butchering album names all day. Soul Angel and the Hadley yeah, so, Street Dreams. Yeah, that had, um, I decided on there, didn't it? Yeah, it had Tony on it, would have been the one on it, Dancing in the Dark on it. I decided it's top five Solange, Solange songs. Yep, it had that, uh, Champagne Chronic Nightcap on that it. That recently got on Apple Music, didn't it? Because it was, I remember at a point, that was like nothing. Bro, it was never on apple music and i was like damn how can people it starts off at fucking true ep nobody can even listen to this and then it, it was a point where true ep wasn't on there yeah and then all of a sudden things just came up and i was like all right cool got her shit yeah, i think she was in her title bag and then she said fuck that shit i need my money <laughs> thankfully niggas got out that title bag yeah, she beat him up in the elevator she like nigga get my shit on there <laughs> shit. put my shit on apple music <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> That's how Jay sound we get beat up. He, okay. That nigga, that nigga mouth be trembling. Solange <laughs> hit. Them hay- like Solange got hands. Them haymakers had them leaning, them neo soul yeah. punches. The Texas haymakers? <laughs> Texas got- haymakers. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure Solange punch. That shit gonna be that shit had you leaning, nigga. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to feel the opposite side of a of an angry Solange punch, nigga. You just tried to fucking cheat on my sister. Bow, in, a, bow, in an elevator, bow. you can't. You can't, you can't run. run. Yeah, you can't run. You gotta eat them shits up. He's trying to tap the damn uh, fire button. The shit's stuck because nobody ever taps it. He's just stealing his ass. Nothing's happening. Beyonce just watching on the side. Yeah, and he looking at Beyonce like you gonna stop it, and she giving him that um that Fredo Santana, Fredo in the cut. <laughs> when it's over. he's getting his hair cut. Yeah, <laughs> Fredo in the cut. Now you remember that Fredo picture when he was eating that cheeseburger? Um, I think so. This is one where Fredo was biting the cheeseburger. This nigga was looking like a demon. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga was biting in his cheeseburger like he was biting like a, a wildebeest or something. Like he was like a, somebody in the jungle. That's funny. I got to see that shit. But, uh, rest in peace, Fredo, man. But let's get into the real niggas of the week. And they need their ass beats. To the listeners who are sending real niggas of the week and they need their ass beats, hit us up at mail at ariopodcast.com. That's mail at ariopodcast.com. Or you can hit, up us, hit us up on the Twitter page at ariopodcast.com. So I think I got three real niggas of the week first real niggas of the week i got is um street profits shout out for them they won the damn that was i was gonna i was gonna make adam cole an honorary nigga of the week and tell him thank you for winning the nxt title and getting it off resiliency gargano oh you still can i'm about to send you that fredo burger right now (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i got them winning the nxt title shout out to them that was a big moment for them um jay-z becoming a billionaire yep very good moment for jay uh especially for a lot of people that have grew up with him from 94 and on it's a really nice moment to see him be an official billionaire yeah 
Um, and my third and last one, I believe. Yeah, third and last one was um this guy named uh, Scrappy D Hype on Instagram. So I don't know if you've seen this yesterday, but apparently uh, T Grizzly is dropping a video game. What? So, yes, he's dropping a video game. So T Grizzly hopped on yesterday. Apparently T Grizzly's album is coming out this week. It's called Scripture. Yeah. And he said that he wants to jump on the same wave as 50 Cent. You remember when 50 Cent dropped God. Blood on the Sand <laughs> and Bulletproof? He said he want to be the next 50 Cent when it comes to rappers dropping video games. So he's dropping his video game this Friday on um, it didn't say what is coming out on. So I don't know if it's PC, Xbox or PlayStation 4, whatever it is. I need to get that shit. That's about to be on the App Store. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I want to play that shit. Whatever it's on, I got to play that shit. Because basically you, you just like a Detroit like nigga selling drugs. And like, if you get locked up, the game is gonna be like in prison, and you gotta survive in prison. You gotta have like what prison fights and shit. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And if uh, he said, if you get fifty k in drug money, your meter, like your Fed meter, goes up, and the Fed's gonna like run through your house. Oh, what the fuck? They gonna do a sweep. So yeah, I gotta play that game. But the dude that developed the game, his name is Scrappy D Hype. Yeah. And he's like a black game developer, and he's like developing he got his own wrestling game coming out oh shit well, i mean as long as it looks good as long as it looks good yeah, on whatever like, platform it is of course it's a little hoodie because it's a nigga in his crib developing video games on a macbook so it's gonna, he, look, it's gonna look like bad boys video game yeah it, it, it looks like it looks almost like blood in the sand type graphics but i fuck with it man we got black people out here developing games i'm for it man all right so yeah right, i'll try it out see where it's at <laughs> if it's online, we might have to do a Twitch stream. Yeah, exactly. If it's online, we might have to forward that Twitch stream. That I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be hilarious. Just sell mad drugs and go to jail on purpose just to be able to to stream the part where we're in jail. Yeah, niggas is scrapping in prison. But they say he said it's if you go to prison, it's gonna be a bunch of niggas. Everybody online gonna be in prison with you. Oh nah, see, cause then niggas are gonna jump you, throw hands. So it's GTA Online, but in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. GTA Online, but in jail sounds insane. It's gonna be like, um, what's that movie with Q-Tip when he was in prison? Uh, prison song. Yeah, yeah. Be like prison song. I'm fucking done. Yeah, you got a real nigga of the week. My real nigga of the week uh, is the nigga that fixed the sink with ramen noodles. <laughs> Hey, he was fixing all kind of shit with Raw, dude. Yeah. Yeah, everybody took the wave. Oh, and also my other real nigga of the week, uh, LaPub James. He was a big name in Vine, and I, I followed LaPub James when he was on Vine, and it was really cool, uh, the, the type of funny shit he did on Vine. But once Vine shut down, I, I hadn't heard from LaPub James in a while until I started seeing all the cooking videos on Twitter. And I'm like, nigga, this boy sound familiar. Of of him awesome. dubbing over the cooking videos and him doing his funny little take on the cooking, and it's the fucking Pub James. So shout out to Pub James. Yeah, he been killing those. I seen a couple of people hating on him, but dude, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how niggas like, oh, I don't, I don't see what's so funny about it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I could do better than that. Yeah, I can, I can make a good video. I can make a funny <laughs> video. Like, all right, cool. This funny, this funny to y'all. <laughs> Yo, this funny to y'all is the biggest hate. <laughs> <laughs> this what y'all find funny? Yeah, nigga. I'm yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, we got some submissions in for real nigga of the week. Also, this one's from Wayne Lee. He said this is his real Mexican of the week. He got um <laughs> Anthony Anthony Ruiz Jr. So uh if everybody's seen the Anthony Joseph fight, I mean Andy Ruiz Jr. He was the Mexican guy that knocked um Anthony Joseph the fuck out this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he had a press conference. He came through in the uh New York Knicks jersey, man. So shout out to Andy Ruiz, man. He's he's on top of the world, man. He got all kind of endorsements, and it's just people like giving him a bunch of hype because he's like really he looks really out of shape. Yeah, he's knocking niggas out. But if you look at his record, he's like thirty six and zero. I think yeah, and he and he has uh oh I thought he had only got beat once, but even then, even yeah, if he got, yeah, he got one loss, yeah, yeah, that's still a that's still a crazy record, especially yeah. the amount of knockouts that you got. Yeah, he had like 22 knockouts or some shit like that. He's just knocking niggas out, man. So shout out to him, Anthony Ruiz. This is um real Mexican of the week. That might be our first ever real Mexican of the week. I seen somebody say the crazy shit is damn, this nigga got work in the morning. <laughs> I was like, yo, y'all agree. Nobody has said his purse yet, like how much money he got. I'm intrigued on that. Yeah, people were way more interested in the fact that it fucked up the um the match that would have happened if if he won, uh, if the other person won with um, with um, what are the names that I'm thinking of on the opposite side? I don't know boxing. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, 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 Deontay Wilder. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just yeah, because when I remember when they did his face off, they were like, "Man, nigga, you about to knock this thing out." Fuck <laughs> <laughs> this shit. They're like, "Man, this is a little tune-up fight." He knocked that man he out. Ends up getting banged, and I was like, "All right." Thirty seconds, man. Then he, che- then he was cheesing with him. He all, he all hugged up with him. Like, man, come on, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Cheesing with this man. All right, this one. Next one is from. Oh, that's all of them. Okay. All right, so let's go and do. They need they ass beats. My right, baby. My day- Oh, you go first then. You go first. All right, my my day my day need they ass beat Paul Pierce. Oh lord, he always need his ass beat. And I, I, it's just it's just insane. And we Je- Jeff and I have a good time just laying into Paul Pierce and the stupid shit that he says every week. But this week he said after game two between the Raptors and the Warriors, the Raptors just didn't want it enough. Which I mean, just great, just 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 great analysis from an ESPN employee. Can they fire this man? This, that may sound fucked up that I want a black man fired, but fire him, man. Hey, fuck, fuck Pierce. Fuck Paul Pierce, man. Fuck Pierce, man. All right. I got a couple of they need their ass beats. My first they need their ass beat is these niggas wearing these colorful bulletproof vests. Stop it. You're going to get shot this summer. Colorful <laughs> bulletproof vests. Take them shits off. They wearing them down there? Uh, I haven't seen one yet. Thank God. My damn running back on the Jaguars be wearing them. Leonard Fournette, he be wearing like tangerine bulletproof vests. And I was in a mall recently and I seen like a bunch of bulletproof vests on the wall. They had like a turquoise bulletproof vest, mm-hmm. a pink one. I like these niggas, these shits don't even have plates in them. You're gonna get y'all niggas gonna get shot. Niggas gonna see you this summer. Like, oh, you got the vest on? Run it. Yep, see niggas in the 0350 cents. <laughs> Yeah, do it. Yeah, y- y- y'all gotta take the colorful bulletproof vest on because I'm pretty sure y'all niggas don't got a license to carry. 
Y'all just wearing the tangerine turquoise bulletproof vest just to wear it. You yep, look crazy. Yep, just wearing until goes, all right, let's test it out. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> zigzags, leave, doing zigzags through mad cars. <laughs> they pull out the fire. He's like, this ain't even real. It's not bulletproof. It's not bulletproof. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, man, if y'all got the bulletproof vest, y'all get shot. I'm not going to your funeral. <laughs> I'm not going to a funeral of a nigga that had a fake bulletproof vest on. I'm sorry, bro. Oh my god. Uh, don't have a GoFundMe link. I'm not donating. So just take that down. All right. <laughs> next one. We got I got Jacksonville. Jacksonville need their ass beat for um closing down the landing. The landing was a big um shopping center. It's like a it's like a tourist attraction we had down here mm-hmm. by the stadium. And like um people they shut it down because they felt like um a little too dangerous and um it wasn't that many businesses in there which is kind of bullshit but they kind of got proved right because it was i don't know if you've seen it it was a club inside the landing and niggas was fighting in there for like five hours straight five, five hours of straight fighting yeah it was like it was like it was, it was a club called uh, maverick and they had like their last party because they closed in the landing down and niggas was just in there fighting oh the, the last one damn yeah and then like <laughs> and the landing said, okay, we we might come back, but we y'all niggas gotta get out of here. If we yeah. do come back, y'all gone. There's about to be a damn lounge in there. They were just letting the niggas in there fight. They, nigga, they that shit was looking like the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it was like dark in there, and they were just letting the niggas fight for like five hours straight. All you heard was just boosie blasting on the speakers and niggas just throwing hands. N- nah, the niggas were listening to Quando Rondo throwing hands. Oh no. They were playing no cap. They were playing no cap, and niggas just throwing hands. Yeah, and I seen one video where they was playing NBA Young Boy, and the nigga was on like on the nah, side of the balcony, like, and he 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 jumped into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so they uh, yeah they shut they shut Mavericks down, man. <laughs> as soon as you play, as soon as you play GG by Young Boy, somebody's getting floored to the ground. Yeah, it was, it was a wrap for that club, man. So RIP to Landon, RIP Mavericks. Damn, that's crazy. Rest in peace. Yeah, and um. This one is this um, this Twitch streamer. I don't know. I don't know bro name. We had a dirty ass room that he haven't cleaned since two thousand five. Oh, the 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 dude. Yeah, the dude that lifted up his shit and there was like fucking cereal packages and all this. That is fuck fourteen. It it it's literally turning my stomach just thinking about it. Yeah, you know his room smells like ass, and there's no way like he brings no women through. Like, yeah, that's food. 14 years of food. Like, I seen an Arch Deluxe box. When the last time you seen an Arch Deluxe, nigga? Nigga had a Sprite remix in there. And I was like, <laughs> all right, bro. That nigga had the orange high C from McDonald's. <laughs> just sitting there, just sitting there, bubbling up for 14 years. Man, that shit crazy. And that nigga had the. Uh, you remember when they had green ketchup? Nigga had the green oh, the, colorful, oh, colorful ketchup. Uh, Nigga had handy snacks in there and shit. Nah, man. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And he was happy about the shit too. Like, hey, come take a look. Look, look over here. It's like three feet of trash. I don't know how ants didn't fuck up his whole room. Man, you know ants probably tearing his feet up. <laughs> he doesn't fuck even ants. know. Fuck <laughs> ants, bro. How he, he gotta have rats and roaches. Yup. And he was like, oh, I said they're just here eating up the. Oh, they help clean up a little bit. It gotta smell like complete ass and. I'm not. I'm shocked he didn't get kicked. His apartment. 
I know my apartment, they do inspections on my Oh yeah, like a landlord come through. How does he yeah. like, what the fuck? What yeah, the they do like they, they do like a um in mine, they do like an inspection like every month. They say they checking the fire detectors, but they really be looking around, see, yeah, if, looking some dead, <laughs> see if they see some dead bodies in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time they came to look at the smoke detectors, niggas in my bathroom. I'm like, and there's smoke detectors in there, bro. These niggas just looking around, making sure it ain't yeah. no shit getting getting uh getting so, he must be in some place where he don't get no inspections, but that is ridiculous, dog. It's disgusting. But I saw the I saw I saw the I saw the tone, the hashtag tone. <laughs> it was um F F F F F F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one is from Josh. It's this lady. She's a YouTuber. Her name is I don't know what her name is. All right, she she um. It's a video of her. She's like in a delivery room. She just had a baby and Twitter was getting her out of here because she had some comments about her baby's eyes. Did you see that? Um, I don't think so. Let me play the video. Because I had blue eyes when I was born. Sorry. I thought she was going to have pretty eyes. Bright blue eyes. She do got pretty eyes. All right. So basically she's looking at a baby. And the baby has like brown eyes, and she looked at the baby in the face and said, I thought she's gonna have pretty eyes. I wish you had blue eyes. And then she's just looking at a baby with like a uh, mean face. The fuck? Like she's like disapp disappointed that the disappointed baby that, that the baby don't have blue eyes. Oh fuck the hell she want them Hitler eyes? Yeah, she, yeah, just like she's a this old black woman too. This is like Colorism at its finest. It's kind of like uh, did she get roasted for it, or 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 was there a well? You know what? Actually, it's her preference. No, they no, they tore her to shreds. Oh, they got roasted. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, they they pulled up her picture. They said, "Bitch, you got a crimson chin." Kind <laughs> of stuff. They were roasting this. They was getting this woman. <laughs> the out they was tearing this woman to shreds. You know, it's funny. I had seen a uh, <laughs> completely unrelated, but. <laughs> <laughs> completely unrelated but somebody was on the timeline earlier today and was like man y'all hype and making the stallion she ugly as fuck and somebody did a let's compare and she, and she was getting roasted boy they ate that woman alive the entire day bro she I, I think she just wanted attention cause she looked that girl that tweeted that she looked like Alfre Woodard yeah exactly and then she got roasted and she's like oh most of y'all roasted me don't even have pictures I'm like yeah alright that, that's how you take the loss yeah, yeah good they, job. Was, they was tearing that girl to shreds I think she just wanted attention <laughs> All right, this next they need their ass beat is from uh, Mecca Say Saya. Mm -hmm. He said, um, he sent in this article. It said Mississippi lawmaker of uh, uh, let me start over. Mississippi lawmaker accused of punching wife in the face for not undressing quickly enough. A Mississippi, Mississippi. Law <laughs> oh, oh, a lawmaker. Nah. Yeah. yeah, he punches wife like, hey, bitch, get naked. You take it too long, and he just punched it in the face. I guess that's how it went. Unbelievable. I was really hoping that did not have the word Florida in it. No, it said in Mississippi. Florida. I made sure I say that twice. Yes. Go Florida, man. Florida, man. Mississippi. Thanks. All right. Crying, Florida. Yeah. I'm not even going to read this article. This is a lie. Just know this nigga's a, a creep. Jackass. Because <laughs> she didn't get in dressed quick enough. That's crazy. Um, This one's from. Banks, he said he got whack 100 for his day. Day, <laughs> I don't think whack 100 count. I think they got his ass. Yeah, he got, he got his, ass. his ass beat already. <laughs> <For real. laughs> 
I would probably give Wack 100 the they need their ass beat submission because he's trying to milk the shit out of this. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if we should drop the video. I might not. And I was like, all right. No, we, we, no near their ass beat that person that made that fake video of the fight. There's it, a fake video of the fight? Yeah, it was like a nigga with black and he had like Michael, not, no, uh, I'm about to say Michael Jackson. He had Mike Tyson like tattoo. Yeah. Painted on his face and he was like, oh, like, swinging on whack. Yeah. It was, right. it was extremely corny. It's fucking done. <laughs> this one's from uh, Maximilian. He said, uh, this chick neither has me. Her name is She-Rod. All right, so she retweeted this Stephen A. Smith tweet. So it's, this is about the Anthony Ruiz fight. So um, Stephen A. Smith, 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 Stephen A. Smith tweeted, oh, my God, oh, my God, I cannot believe this shit. Anthony Joseph, holder of three belts, gets Kato by Butterbean. Butter <laughs> so this lady, she retweets. I believe she's Mexican. She's her name is Sherrod. She said she tweeted ESPN. She said ESPN calling a Mexican American athlete Butterbean is disrespectful and ignorant. Stephen A. Smith, Smith needs to be held accountable and fired. Hashtag proud. Mexican American. She don't know who the hell Butterbean is. So she thinks Stephen A. Smith is using a racial slur, a racist term, and called him a uh, use the word bean in it. All right. Yeah, but really he's referring to Butterbean, a brawl legend. Yeah, because he's she. I guess she never seen WWE brawl. So knocked out Bart Gun, dumbass. Way tore Bart Gun ass. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Butterbean win that shit? Yeah, he leaned he leaned Bart Gun so hard his fucking neck cracked on the on the ropes and I was like, oh shit, he's out. Man, somebody knocked the shit out of Crash Holly during that shit. For uh, Crash Holly, <laughs> man, somebody took Crash Holly up. <laughs> hey, Mills and Justin need to do. You know how to do the commentary? They need to do a commentary on Brawl for All. On um, Brawl for All, <laughs> you'll see Bradshaw getting sent to God. Didn't they do that shit so Bradshaw can win it or something? It was somebody, I think, no, Dr. Def Steve Williams. They did it so then, he could win it. And he and got what happened. the fuck out like the first round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They should have just, they should have just like faked the fights, but they had the niggas box for real, for real. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, Stephen A. Smith's not a racist as of right now. <laughs> but that's all that they need, they ass beats. Once again, to send them, send those in, just hit us up. At mail at ariopodcast.com. That's mail at ariopodcast.com. Or you can hit us up on the Twitter page, ariopodcast. Um, Twitter, at ariopodcast. Yes, sir. And that's about it, man. You got anything you need to plug before we get out of here? This was like a three-hour episode. I didn't think this shit was going to be this Yes, long. I didn't expect to go this long. I didn't expect to go this long for him, but there's a lot of good content going on this week, and I'm glad. This one, yeah. Y'all got to break this down, man. Yeah, so three hours is pretty good content. Amazing content, actually. Exactly. I'm glad a lot of people fought with it. So uh, we'll continue RNC Decade throughout the week on at RNC Radio Live. Stay tuned for our uh, top 10 albums of the decade that will be dropping later on today, along with any other playlists and podcasts that will be dropping for Decades Week. You can check it on the RNC Radio Live page. Uh, Jeff and I will be dropping RSPN on uh, this Friday, going over uh, Games 1, Games 2, and Games 3 of the NBA Finals. Of course, the NBA Finals Game 3 
is tonight. So there is a lot that we will talk about for these first three games of the NBA Finals. And we will also be doing a top 10 of our own on RSPN. So stay tuned on Friday for um, a top 10 list of the NBA for RSPN this week. Okay, sound good. Look out, looking forward to that. I've been on RSP, RSPN a couple of times, man. Really good sports podcast. Might be the best sports podcast, man. So shout out to y'all on that. Thank um, you, man. To any of the new listeners, just check us up out on Random Action Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, all that good shit coming the YouTube soon. Um, the goal is we we on the road to episode 250. From 250 on, every single episode of Random Action Podcast will be recorded and streamed. Also, REOP Gaming will be recorded and streamed. Each episode, so starting at that episode 250 of Random X Podcast, everything will be recorded. And Mark, you say y'all gonna start recording y'all stuff too, right? I think we're gonna start experimenting a little bit more of that into the summertime. Once uh, we have the opportunity to start doing things that are a little bit more 2K related and giving yeah. you more uh, games to talk about while the NBA season is out, we'll also have Summer League and we'll start going on to those in a little bit of short form. But we'd love to have some fun with a lot of the listeners that have supported and listened to not only RSPN, but the RNC radio page as well. So stay tuned with what we do with that um, between Jeff and I this summer. All right. That's a, that's a bet. So um, with all that said, we out. All right. And appreciate you having me, dog. We out. Yep.